0: To down your unders. To down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of
1: War. Down under. Hello, good afternoon. Good evening, good morning, wherever you may be in this big, wide world. And welcome to episode 57 of the Out of War, Done podcast, I think. I mean, I'm so bad at keeping track of these things, but yeah, I, yet, I don't get it wrong. Uh, my name is Adam Camilleri, and I'm joined by uh, the best Grey Knight player, the best, most dedicated Grey Knight player I know, um, 2019 and 2021 member for Team Victoria, the state team in the national competition in Australia. His name is Stuart Train. He's a good friend of mine. Hello, mate. Welcome.
0: Hello, Adam. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Thank you for the uh, very humbling introduction. Uh,
1: no problem at all dude and where people so you're you're quite prolific on the tts at the moment aren't you people may have know you from van as Vandalex from some of the discords or the or the chats
0: yeah um uh, my handle is uh Vandalex on the uh art of war down under and also the art of war uh discord uh service uh so if you see me on there you can feel free to message me or uh say hello um and uh yeah i'm also uh, especially at the minute that uh, because our states are back in our lockdown, um, mm. I will be playing most of my games on Tabletop Simulator. So if you are keen to organise a game with me, um, yeah, feel free to at least uh, hit me up because I might very well be down.
1: Brilliant. Uh, just, just waves of adoring fans of yourself just l- just wishing they could play a game with you at the moment. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but we're here to talk about Grey Knights. Now, for those of you who don't know what Art of War Dead Under was all about, we are primarily a content review podcast and we're here to do this over two weeks. We're going to do two weeks. We're not going to do what me and Liam did last week and just have no restraint and do an entire codex in one hit. Um, we ain't got no time for that this week. Um, so we're going to break this up into two weeks. Most likely, we'll be reviewing everything from the detachment rules starting on page 60 odd something, I can't even remember, and going through to to the stratagem section most likely we're through the stratagems as well and then next week Stuart will be back and we'll be reviewing everything from the Waller trace the relics uh, up to the data sheets and the most significant data sheets therein. are um, but if you guys don't know what Art of, War, don't Art of War is about this is your first time joining us it's a two-part podcast the first of which comes out of general consumption on the competitive 40k network it comes out on Tuesday mornings at about 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and then you can find part two of this podcast which for this one will be uh, list tech and writing lists with the new codex with myself and the the wonderful Stuart Trainer talking about all the ins and outs of competitive list writing, this first press. Breaking ground on this new, new, new matter. Um, so we were talking about, you know, how do you build a list from the ground up? Is it a battalion? Is it detachment? Is it multiple detachments? What brotherhood do you want? What upgrades do you take? What tech do you slot in? What are the good and bad matchups? And so, so, so much more. Um, if you'd want to, do you want to grab those? Please jump over to um, theartofwar40k.com. You can sign up for this podcast for the part two here and the part two of also Art of War Unbroken and Art of War for one lump sum, or buy the one you prefer. In addition, you can also find us over on Patreon at um, Art of War Down Under, and you can sign up there. And get some perks in addition. Now, Stu, now that the mouthful is out of the way, um, let's g- give us your first impression. When you so how, how keen were you for this book? I know you and I discussed a little bit about we had some trepidation that Grey Knights was on a little bit of a house of cards going into this a codex, and it could either tip over or be completely rebuilt stronger than ever. What do you think?
0: Yeah. So, uh, like you've already sort of said that uh, I was actually quite nervous going into this codex. Um, I had a uh, with um, the post-Psychic Awakening Grey Knights. I had um, a high level of proficiency with the faction and all of its little uh, tools and tricks. Um, you probably didn't see Grey Knights very often at um, uh, in the meta, at least for 9th edition. Um, yep. They had a lot of sort of flaws that uh, made them very difficult to play, but mm. um, I think... Uh they were one of those armies that uh, the top end plays could really get a lot out of the army, um, uh, but they were really punishing and not very rewarding yeah. for the yeah. for the sort of the middle tier or the people that are very new to the faction, which made them hard to get proficient with them.
1: Um, yeah, ex- exactly right, dude. Yeah. It's like, we talk about linear power a lot, like straight-line power. Best example of that at the moment would be Admech. Like, Admech, you just build an, an admec list that makes sense, and it has a lot of linear power. Grey Knights had little to none of that. Everything, you had to work for all the power. But there was not There was a hell of a lot there.
0: Correct, yeah. They, they had one of the, um, in my opinion, one of the, the deepest sort of uh, uh, tips and tricks that any army could pull off. Um, mm. I think they were one of the best defensive armies. They could play in such a defensive manner, still project damage, um, and that meant that um, if you're playing turns three, four, and five, you may not have lost uh, very much, and your opponent has already sort of lost quite a few significant pieces. Um, so, yeah, I already had in my mind that I I knew a lot of these tools and tricks, judging by the other codex that, that had come out. I was expecting quite a few of those tools to get taken away. Um, I, was quite, I was correct on that. Um, I think this book is quite an overhaul. Um, which at first gave me the initial impression that maybe we had lost more than we had gained. Mm. Um, I was maybe a little bit negative and a little bit hesitant at the very beginning. Um, But having had the time to digest um, this new book, I think it is still quite a strong book. Um, It's definitely going to be a lot more rewarding for newer plays. You're going to see Grey Knights Mm. in the meta, in the scene. And I think top players can still get uh, a lot out of this army, and I definitely think you're going to see it topping a few events.
1: Yeah, it seems it really seems like they got the sisters treatment. In like now, I've only I've only really skimmed this book, and this for those of you who don't know, and those of you who will ever have a goal at me for this, I do not make it become an expert on these books before i review them i make it an absolute point of mine to only have a, a bare basic knowledge of the codex before i review it because i want the expert to come in with all the ex, like all the current knowledge and i want my impressions to be kind of like hot taste kind of first impressions or knee jerk reactions because i think it offers more to the, the viewing experience hopefully it does at least that's the, that's up the, the high. thinking behind it yeah yeah because i get to be like ex, experience these things for the first time and be excited about it, and then you get to tell me why or why i'm right or why i'm wrong um now what you said about um Grey Knight's getting a kind of a pivot and a kind of a rebuild. It really does feel like what well, Sister's, it was a lot of a knee-jerk reaction, especially when some of the psychic powers, the, you know, things like Astral Aim that was so pivotal to oh, their gameplay.
0: I'm, I'm still upset about Astral Aim. <laughs> yeah, I think when yeah, we get yeah. to that part in the book, I, you're going to need to read it
1: out for me because I'm just going to get too <laughs> emotional. <laughs> no, it's fair. And so, like, things like that, those integral build-around options have been changed, and that did elic- elicit some knee-jerk responses from a lot of Grey Knight players. But I think now that Dust has settled, as with Sister's, you, you did lose some things, but the things you got given, I think, just add the linear stuff rather than adding the flashy stuff. So Correct. hopefully hopefully, it's come out in the wash. But we're going to be starting, for those those at home who may have got this codex already, who may be uh, doing this for you along with us, we're going to be starting at page 45. Um, I was wrong when I said 60-something before. Um, we're going to be starting on the detachment abilities. Feel free to jump to tell us about Brotherhood Command and the ages straight off the top, mate. Feel free to, to give us the hot takes on both of those. Uh,
0: sure thing. So uh, Brotherhood Command is something similar that we've seen in a lot of other codexes, which is restricting your HQ options. So, if your army is Battleforged, um, a Grand Ice Detachment uh, gains the Brotherhood Command ability. Um, and the Brotherhood Command works while well. you can only include a maximum of one Grand Master model and one Brother Captain model in each detachment in your army. And you can only have one Grand Master and one Brother Captain from each Brotherhood in your army. So, even if you take two detachments yeah. uh, with the same Brotherhood, you can't take two Grand Masters from one Brotherhood or two Brother Captains from one.
1: So straight off the bat, if you wanted to take uh, Drago and another Grand Master, you'd have to take two brotherhoods.
0: Ah, uh, no. So Drago is sort of like a chapter master. Um, an exception. He's yep. an exception. He's uh, an honoured knight, which is a key word we'll touch on uh, in just a second as well. Um, and that means that they can um, uh, you can have Drago and a Grand Master. That's good. In one
1: detachment because yeah. that would have that would have felt bad. That would have felt yeah, quite it would bad. have
0: hurt yeah. uh, a lot. So yeah.
1: Awesome. What's the Aegis at all about? So
0: the Aegis is the essentially the chapter tactics for Grey Knights. If you have a uh, Grey Knights detachment, they gain the Aegis, which is each time a model in this unit would lose a wound as a result of a mort wound, uh, you roll a d6 and on a five plus you ignore that. Uh, and the second part is if this unit is a psyker. Uh, add 1 to deny the witch test taken for this unit.
1: So people came at this one pretty hard because that's a significant nerf to what they had before, right? So
0: yeah, so previously it was basically plus 1 to cast and deny for um for all uh, psychic units in your army. Powerful. So yeah, very powerful. Uh, losing the plus 1 to cast definitely does hurt. Um and we still retain the plus 1 to deny, but there's look, there's going to be more than 60% of your games where this never comes into play. Um, there's so many factions that do not have psychers. Mm. There are so many factions that do have access to them but are deciding not to take psychers for the reasons that you yep. can, because Granites and Thousand Sons are in the meta. Um, so unfortunately, this part doesn't feel that strong. However, I will make a case for the first bullet point, which is the five up to ignore mortal wounds. Me too. So, Um, in all of the recent Codexes, we have seen so many ways for armies to bring a lot of Mortal Wounds to bear. And we are seeing this applied in Sisters Lists, in Orc Lists, now Mm -hmm. Thousand Sons and Grey Knights are going to be throwing out a lot of Mortal Wounds. And being able to blunt that damage with a 5 up is, I think, supremely powerful. And Probably doesn't Man, get the credit
1: it deserves. It really does not. I've been playing Black Templars, as you probably know, Stu, yep. for the last kind of, uh, most of this edition, if been playing between uh, Dark Angels and and, um, and Templars. And dude, the, the, literally the first time someone blew up one of my Redemptors and exploded in my deployment zone and did the D3 damage to like five units... And I went from not losing a, a blade guard because of the five up to would have already losing a blade guard. You're like, this is a good trade. This trade is fine. Yeah. Is very nice. <laughs> yeah. Legit with the amount of, exactly right. With the amount of water wounds that are getting placed into literally every single book we've seen so far. So they're going to get better. I think.
0: Yeah. And like put it this way. It just means like, um, dominion, uh, uh dominion squads with the, the bolters and using, I think it's
1: exactly right. Holy uh, blessed bolts,
0: blessed bolts. That's it. Like, you know that that all of a sudden just doesn't pick up a strike team. They can't rely on it picking up a strike team.
1: Exactly, and that makes exactly. a
0: big difference uh, when you're playing that matchup.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they just can't be cavalier with it anymore and just guarantee they're going to get value. Correct. Um, which is which is a huge deal. Um, Brotherhood of Psychers. Um, that's just the breakdown of what you get for being. Yeah, for being great, nice. Yeah, yep. that's just you get the psychic powers of all the traits and the yep. strats. Beautiful. Moving over to the next page, then. This is the breakdown of the brotherhoods. Now, when we're in, in the before before recording bits, I was like, why do they have to put in eight brotherhoods? Why have they got so many? You know, there's only going to be two or three good ones, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Stu was like, well, they've got eight in the lore. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fine. So there's uh, eight
0: of these. Uh, the reality is, I think there's only about three or four of these you're going to see in competitive lists. Yep. Uh, if there's any well, that you like in the lore, feel free to play let, them, of course. Um, legit
1: if there are four good ones that is way better than most like we t- I, we yeah. we joked about um custodies um or and um and death guard in the pre-show as well because there's only like one or two of those that are worth using out of the the six or seven or nine whatever they got um but yeah let's go into this first one this first one is sword bearers i'm going to read out your whole thing then we'll get Sue's hot takes and then we'll go tit for tat um their stratagem is two cp marked for death uh, use your strategy, at the start of your shooting phase, select one enemy unit within 18 of invisible to a Swordbearer Psychic unit from your army. Till the end of the phase, each time a Friendly Swordbearer unit makes the ranged attack against the enemy unit, add one to the attack's hit roll. So 2 CP for a point at plus one to hit, um, and then the Psychic power is Empiric Lodestone. Uh, malediction has a Warp Charge value of 7. If matter Effect select one enemy unit within 18 of the Psychic. Till the start of your next Psychic phase, each time a Friendly Swordbearer's vehicle unit you know, from your model makes an attack against the enemy you know, add one to the attack's wound roll a uh, unit cannot be selected for this psychic power it can only be selected once per phase so that's only that's just to get around crusade stuff I guess um, and then the warlord trait rights of protection if your warlord has this warlord trait it can attempt the following psychic action um, is a warp charge value of five rights of protection in your psychic phase this warlord can attempt to follow psychic action if completed select one friendly swordbearers vehicle model within 12 of this warlord until the starting next psychic phase that model has a four plus invulnerable save um, I don't mind that package for a a dread knight or dreadnought heavy list. Uh, what are you thinking, man?
0: Yeah, so this one's what one I definitely think we're going to see in some competitive lists. I do want to point out um, the mark for death stratagem. You said that it uh, works within eighteen inches. It's actually twelve inches. Which 12. There's a, yeah. a caveat that uh, is important here. Um, I think the yeah, I think this is quite a quite a good package. The stratagem and the psychic power are both mm-hmm. quite powerful. The yeah, the warlord trait is. Um, Interesting. This is like a sanctuary that you can put on uh vehicles. Um, uh, the most of the vehicles you're going to take are already going to come with a four plus and vulnerable save, uh, due to yeah. being dreadnoughts. What is cool with this is that if you want to be an absolute madman and bring two land raiders <laughs> with a four-up and vulnerable save,
1: yeah, um, maybe.
0: Yeah, like I again, I don't think that's very powerful, but like it's cool that you can do it. Um, the Warlord trait, I think, is best on actually just putting a 4 and vulnerable save on a Rhino, which is still going to mm-hmm. see a, quite a big appearance in um, Grey Knight lists.
1: Um, well, dude, I actually quite like that, especially if you just want to leave a, an empty Rhino, pop smoke on it, and then just run it down somebody's throat to be a nuisance. I like that hmm. idea a lot.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad at all. Um, and again, it, it sort of feels a bit like the um, uh, the Impulses at the start of the edition when they had their yeah. 4 and vulnerable shield don'ts. Um, yeah, but the the, the stratagem is good. Being able to hit something with plus one to hit against with everything mm. in your army for 2CP is very powerful. I don't know mm. if it's very good in the MSU meta. Um, yeah. Because most things, I struggle to think of many units that you really want to hit with that plus one to hit to just to nuke it. Maybe something like a mm. Demon Primarch is probably something uh, good. It's actually quite against, yep. good against Balakor to ignore his minus one to hit. That's
1: very true. Yep. Spot um, on.
0: But yeah, and the psychic power is plus one to wound, and it's phenomenal. It's good, but I think there's so many things that just ignore plus one to wounds with like transhuman abilities that this one, I know it's good, but it doesn't set me on fire
1: at the minute. Well, yeah. I, firstly, to seven, it's a seven to cast. Yeah. So you need, you need. um Something it's something good. Like you need some plus you need to to monitor to want to build around this. Yeah, you need some plus to cast. Otherwise, you can't you can't reliably do it. Um, <laughs> but the fact that you put it on an opponent within eighteen and it does, says it doesn't stipulate it has to be visible as well. So you that can do it good. from a, one side of the wall to another side of the wall to give opportunities from something arriving deep strike. I like it a lot. But once again, you, like you said, these are things that you point at an enemy unit and put it upon them rather than buffing yourself. If that psychic like power is buffing yourself, yeah, that would be it. Would be It'd incredible. Be good, but You're again, right.
0: it's the, the medicine msu and there are so many like transhuman abilities that um, yeah. i just don't know if you're gonna there's it feels really good but there's also i think so many games where it, it's just you're not really going to use it
1: mm. yeah that's totally fair dude um all right you want to tell us about blaze of victory
0: yeah i'll tell us about blaze of victory so they have the uh a one cp stratagem for radiant strike uh using strategy in your charge phase when a blaze of victory core infantry unit from your army finishes a charge move Select one enemy unit within engagement range of the blaze of Victory unit and roll a D6 for each model in the Blaze of Victory unit that is within engagement range of that enemy unit. Each dice result that equals or exceeds the enemy unit's toughness characteristics, it suffers one mortal wound. So this is basically um, the ham- hammer, hammer of Wrath, wrath. from yeah, it's, the Space Marine Yeah, jump. Mm. So bad. So bad. The psychic power is inescapable pursuit. Uh, warp char- It's a blessing with a Warp Charge value of six. Uh, if, manif- if manifested, um, until the start of your next psychic phase, you can reroll charge rolls made for this Psyker's unit. Not bad, you get got to reroll charges. And the Warlord trait is Vanguard Aggression. After deployment, you can select one friendly Blades of, core, Blades of Victory core unit within nine inches of this Warlord. This Warlord and the selected unit can each make a normal move of up to six inches.
1: Hmm... It's too many T's and C's on all these things for me.
0: Yeah, I I quite like the Warlord trait. I think there's some yeah. cool little things you could do with that Warlord trait. Um especially if you had it on like say a uh, a Grandmaster Dreadnought and say and you can move a dread knight up six inches pre-game. Um, yep. which is which is pretty cool. Um but the psychic power and the, the stratagem doesn't light me on fire. If these were like nah. core um yeah. stratagems or core psychic powers. They'd be quite useful and quite good, but because you have to take this package to to get them, um, it doesn't feel as strong. For
1: uh, b- by call you mean if this was just in the in the strategy section, yeah, this just was just one strat- of the regular insecure. powers. Yeah, exactly yes. right, exactly right. Because you're giving you're already. I, I compare this to a plus one to wound already, and even though we weren't we weren't crazy about the plus one to wound, even though it's strong in the right situations, this is just worse. Yeah, just it's latest. just worse. Um, yeah. Worse. Um, I do really like the Waller trait, except why is it just not a redeploy? Why is it? Why is it? Wow. within uh, nine inches of each other, uh, it's up to one six of inches.
0: the visions of the Orgarium, as we'll see later, is essentially a thirty-point phantasm ability, and it is my favorite, one of my favorite things in the
1: book. Sick, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, the radiant strike. Yeah, you know, I've seen some of the best uh, marine players in Australia wield like, and wield um, hammer of wrath, and they'll just be like, well, you know, if I'm really good, if I'm perfect with it, I can get like an uh, like a four or five mortal wounds for one CP. And those terms are good. That's a good term. That's a good one CP strat, as we'll see Mm. from, you know, sisters, what we said before, sisters do essentially the same thing. One CP, you know, up to six mortal wounds. Um, But yeah, like to give it, if that was a core strat, sure. Like if you could just sprinkle it in on demand, but having it being the one, the only one you get for, yeah, being, yeah, don't like it. That package doesn't do it for me. Yeah, it doesn't Um, excite me. Wardmaker's up next. Uh, Masters of the Word, one CP. Use this stratagem in your command phase. Select one Wardmaker's character unit from your army. Select one Psyche power from the Dominus Discipline. That model does not know to replace one of the psychic powers that it does. So a Psyche Familiar from Chaos. That's really nice. Um, psychic power is Projection of Purity. Malediction has a Warp Charge value of 6. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 12 of this Psyche. To the start of your next Psyche phase, that unit is not affected by the aura abilities of models in its own army and then lastly the warlord trait is lawmaster each time a psychic test is, fat, is taken for this warlord if the result of the test was an unmodified result of 8 or more uh, and it was greater than or equal to that power's wall charge value your opponent cannot attempt to deny um, so of course if you manifest on an 8 or more and it took an 8 or more to cast can't be denied um, the turn off auras is, is something we're seeing pretty judiciously and it's also the um, I don't, do not mind uh, that strategy either. what are you, what are your top takes brother?
0: Um, yeah so I think if you're taking this Brotherhood, you're taking it for the Waller trait. This Waller trait's quite powerful, especially Mm -hmm. if you're in a meta with uh, a lot of sisters or a lot of posings. Yeah, T-sons and other things that you're really worried about having your psychic powers denied. Um, I I don't think the psychic power is that powerful. Um, I think its main use is going to be, say, hitting a unit that's being affected by rites of war. You can just turn off, uh, essentially turn off obsec on that unit. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, hitting one unit, like not affected by auras is like, maybe it doesn't get reroll ones from a captain. It just doesn't excite me. Um, And the, the master of the word stratagem is pretty cool as, especially when you're co- comboing that with um the, the wall trait law master. So if you just really need to swap out a power to yeah. manage, make sure you get this power, this turn, it, it's not, not a bad little uh, thing to this,
1: have. This, this seems like the flex package, isn't it? This is the, yeah. I don't want to commit to one particular play. I want to have a little bit of everything. Um, and I look for and for those terms. I don't mind it actually. Yeah. The uh the swapping out of psychic power. I think that's been used by chaos players forever ad nauseum. It's it's very good. Yeah. Um. And when you need to swap out power, you're going to be happy. You can. Um. Especially what I really like about that is if you've got one gate character and they die or they they perils out turn one, well you swap out and you've got another gate character. Yeah,
0: um, that's, I think that's probably the best way to use it, right?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a way of keeping the important stuff in your in your in your book when you get alpha struck or whatever. Um, so that's that's why I like it the most. It gives you that flex. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind that. Tell us about the next.
0: The next one is uh, my favorite Brotherhood uh, out of all the new ones. Um, so it's definitely the one that I'm going to be writing a lot of lists with, With which is the Prescient Brethren. Um, so this one has the Stratagem Foresight, which is one CP. Uh, use this Stratagem in your shooting phase when a Prescient Brethren Psyker unit from your army is selected to shoot or in the fight phase when a pressing Brethren Psyche unit from your army uh, is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, reroll roll a hit roll of one and a re-roll a wound roll of one. Uh, so it's one CP. Wow. You can put a Captain and a Lieutenant right next to that's, whatever squad you need.
1: That's phenomenal. That's Very actually good. really good. Very Continue, good. Matt.
0: So the Psyche power is Fatal Precognition, uh, some Malediction with a Warp Charge value of five, if manifested select one enemy unit within 12 inches of this psyker until the start of your next psychic phase each time this unit uh so each time this enemy unit uh makes a normal move advances falls back or a, makes a charge move charge move roll a d6 on a four to five that enemy unit suffers d3 mortal wounds and on a six it suffers three mortal wounds a unit can only <laughs> be selected for this psychic power once per phase and the warlord trait divination uh, if your Warlord has this Warlord trait, it can attempt to perform the following psychic action, which is Divination with a Warp Charge of 6. Uh, in your psychic phase, this Warlord can attempt to perform this psychic action. If completed, you gain
1: a Command Point. I can see why you like this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, this, sort of, this does a lot of the things I like to do with Grey Knights and how I like to play. So the first thing, uh, the stratagem is just so good. It's one CP and it gives an incredible boost mm-hmm. in efficiency.
1: Well, all of a sudden, you don't need to take multi-ground masters or you brother don't. captains and or whatever. You're just like, eh, whatever. I don't so need any of that as well stuff.
0: well is that um, what you'll probably find with Grey Knight lists is that they naturally are inclined to build into MSU. Um, and this allows you to sort of... You, Grey Knight, all their units are going to be around the table. They're going to be spreading out. And, you know, having to play around auras can be really annoying and finicky. And this gives you the flex to not worry about the auras and just give them to a unit when you need them. Um, it's just such a good strategy. Um, the psychic power at first glance doesn't seem that amazing, but I actually think it has some quite unique uses. And the first being that it's, it doesn't require line of sight. Mm-hmm. And this is a psychic power which becomes extremely useful when you cast it on, say, a unit of Repentia that's hiding behind a wall, yeah. or a character that's behind it, hiding behind a wall. And this is a power that not only are you casting on the enemy unit, you're casting it on your opponent, and you're asking a quest, a question. Are you going to commit this unit and risk it taking mortal wounds? Mm-hmm. Now, say, for example, this missile unit of Repentia, if they're going to move it and advance it and then charge you with it, they're... Well,
1: you're them. within 12 inches of this, so yes. they're not using it. You kill it next turn, pretty easily.
0: Yeah, so the unit that casts is probably going to die. But mm. it means that if this missile unit was going to go after, say, something else um, uh, that was you know a high-value threat in your army, yep. they're taking the opportunity that they might take mortal wounds. And suddenly, by the time they reach their target in close combat, they suddenly don't have the required amount of attacks to actually deal mm-hmm. with whatever thing that they're trying to deal with. Which means that that this means that they're just even if they commit to doing it, this is going to be using mental bandwidth on your opponent.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And you're right. That's that's the right kind of units. Incubi is another amazing one. These Correct. small surgical trade-up units. Celestine, man. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Casting a Celestine. Um, I I like that power a lot. When you when you break down the the mental game, it adds. But yeah, dude, that strat is just money. You think people like everyone knows well. If you're listening to this and you're Grey Knight player, you know how you play Grey Knights. Once a game, probably at least once a game, you're going to bomb a unit over somewhere. Mm-hmm. Either to get an angle or to rod or whatever. Either, either that turn or the turn after, that, that unit is going to need to do some lifting. It's going to need to contribute to the game. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't matter that they're outside auras. You just pay one CP and they've got all the auras you were going to give to them anyway. That's phenomenally powerful.
0: Very good. Uh, the Wall of Trade as well is the only way for um, Grey Knights to gain more CP throughout the game. Um, So, uh, and I think uh, while the stratagem section doesn't sort of uh, blow my mind, there's definitely a lot of stratagems that you're going to be wanting to use quite often. So this allows you to sort of spend those uh, extra command points and use those extra
1: stratagems. Mm -hmm. Spot on. All right, moving on. Next one up is the preservers um charge of the ancients is their strats one cp use the stratagem before the battle when you muster your army select one preserver's dreadnought model from your army that model has a move characteristic of eight uh you can re-roll charge rolls made for that model each time that model fights if it made a charge move this turn then until that fight is resolved add one to the damage characteristics of melee weapons that model is equipped with you can only use this stratagem once unless you play an onslaught battle in which case you can use the stratagem twice uh, on two different uh preserver sorry, dreadnought models from your army. The psychic power is Aegis Eternal. It's a blessing. Aegis Eternal has warp charge value of 6 if manifested until the start of your next psychic phase each time a model in the Psyker's unit would lose a wound. Roll a d6 on a 6, that wound is not lost, while the Psyker's unit is within 3 of a friendly grey knight's apothecary of... Uh, if this psychic unit is infantry, that wound is not lost on a five instead of a six. Um, the of trait is radiant exemplar. Add three to the ranger's wars or abilities to a maximum twelve. Um, this is this is wonky.
0: This is That's... my sleeper pick for one of the better brotherhoods in my opinion. Oh, that,
1: that psychic power is very good.
0: The psychic power is quite quite nifty. Um, mm. And uh, the charge of the agent stratagem. I don't know how relevant it's going to be. I
1: don't, I don't, I don't have a, I mean, if you, if you had a Redemptor, yeah. Yeah, course, if you sure. if, really if you had, But all the Contemptors already move eight, and I'm not sure you can use them anyway. Can't and use all, Contemptor and all all your other ones, I don't think they're going to see much play without Astral Aim. So I yeah, don't know what value the, you're going to get there.
0: Where this might be good is I have a, I have a little theory that maybe Custodes will go to four wounds a pop in their new Codex. And this allows Ooh, yeah. you to get a four damage, uh, uh, dreadnought in close combat. That's fair. Um, and if that becomes popular, maybe we might see this Dreadnought hit the table a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, damage for is actually hard to come by. There's a lot of, you know, D3 yeah. plus three, which is, an in, effect, in effect, four damage minimum. Yeah, in effect. Um, but, it, yeah, it's right. This isn't something to space... Any Space Marine model has a lot of has a lot to come by. I mean, you have to go to a heavy thunder hammer, I believe, to get like a flat four damage, or maybe it's an ironclad dread can get a flat four on the seismic camera mm. or whatever. But um I look, I don't mind the wall of trade, it's fine plus aura, you know, it's cool. It's It's, yeah, it's, it's, good. There's it's some, fine. There's some cool but, uh, units you
0: could put it on, but it's really the psychic power, of the ages Returnal, to essentially um have a five up for you know, no pain. Um yeah. where this becomes good is if you're putting it on uh like Brotherhood Terminator squads. So you have a uh, you know, a three win model with a two up save and a five exactly. up shrug. Um, yep. I don't think preservers is very good right now in the meta that we're in, but I think depending on how the meta develops, I think preservers can actually be a really good option when mm. um, building your grey knights lists.
1: I wish the I wish the the, the stratagem gave you some shooting benefit for the model, rather yeah. than just being movement, charge, and damage. Um, yeah, I just agree. because I feel I, I after I've only skimmed this, but I've heard from a lot of decent players fighting is not something that Grey Knights are going to struggle with. So in, no. in combat, is not something. So spending CP to do something that you're already doing, possibly as good as any other Space Marine in the game, I'm not sure it's, it's worth, your, worth your time. Um, all right, next
0: up. All right, next we have the Rapiers, which is one of the uh, Brotherhoods you are definitely going to be seeing on the tabletop. So the uh, stratagem is Deadly Efficacy, which is one CP. I think I pronounced that right. You did? Um, the, you use this judgement in your fight phase when a rapier's unit from your army is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack, an unmodified hit roll of six, six scores one additional hit.
1: Um, yes, please.
0: Yeah, this is good. This is like getting the passion from sisters mm-hmm. on a unit. We know how good this is. It's just good. The psychic power, uh, Symphonic Strike, It's a blessing that targets the uh, squad that casts it. It's warp charge value six. If manifested until the start of your next Psychic phase, add one to the attack character- characteristics of models in this psychic unit. Plus one attack, always good.
1: Yes, okay, okay, yep.
0: And the Warlord trait, Inescapable Wrath, this Warlord is eligible to declare a charge even if they advance his turn.
1: Okay, I like this all. <laughs> yeah, this this feels
0: to me like the Bloody Rose uh, it does. thing of sisters.
1: Um, it does, Even man. if
0: you don't necessarily build your core army in this Brotherhood, I think you're going to be seeing a patrol... Or some kind of extra detachment, including this this attachment. it just puts your your already good combat squads and turns it to to eleven. Um, over the top, yeah, absolutely yeah, over the top. It's Amazing. very powerful. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, most well, going to have this.
1: Everyone knows how good Repentia are. Repentia hit on fours with re rolls. It, it's you know you can take Drago and just point at someone to give him re rolls because he's, he's a GM. Yeah, he's a... he is yes, um, and so. Just re- hitting on threes, re-rolling sixes or extra, you're gonna end up with like two or three more hits than you had to start with. Um, yeah. And then yeah, give them plus five. An and <laughs> as you'll
0: stuff. find, granites have a, uh, have had a big increase in the number of attacks they can put out. Mm. Um. So yeah, it just gives you additional chances chances to roll sixes.
1: So just good. I think it's very good. It's the best one I've seen so far, um, hands down. Yeah. Just because it it all works together, like it's all a great. You have okay, cool. Aggressive, you know, merely buffing yep. CP uh, CP usage. Aggressive psychic power, and then even the Wall trait. I do not. I don't mind. I mean, h- sorry. Yeah. How far? Mind. How far did Dreadnights move now? Did they move twelve they're,
0: now? They're a nine inch move.
1: No. Oh, they did to, go. They did increase. Uh, they were an eight inch
0: move. So they did. Get yeah, but uh, yeah. Look, it's annoying to be honest. So I don't think you're going to see this on on Dreadnights anyway. Yeah. Uh, Dreadnights want to be shooting. Um, but um, the, the wall trade's trait's not bad. I just think, to be honest, most of the characters in this book. You don't really want to um, invest in too much in terms of making them like smash characters or anything.
1: So um, you're saying this is bucking a bit of the, the current trend, and this isn't a hero hammer.
0: No, I think there products. is one character which we will talk about, um, which definitely I think is going to be in every every um, grey knight list, um, which is basically a Grandmaster Dread Knight. Pro- if you've watched any of the battle reports online, you've probably seen this. Um, mm-hmm. But um, like, if you're expecting to build um, you know, like a just a regular Grandmaster and make him really smashy, you can do it. I just don't think it's very good. They're, they're all in Terminator armor, so they're not very fast to begin with. Mm. Um, honestly, they don't do exorbitant amounts of damage anyway. Um,
1: yeah, and they, it, it's Grey nice. You're paying a lot of points. You're paying a bills. lot of
0: points for them, and you yeah. definitely want to be devoting as many points into, into units because your units are so good now.
1: Mm, spot on. All right, next up is Exactors. Um, uh, Satanic, sa- sorry, Sanctic Guardians. <laughs> Satanic. Satanic. Oh, it's this a different is book. Podcast different going into book. a bit of an interesting <laughs> turn. <laughs> one CP use this stratagem in the heroic intervention step of your opponent's charge phase select one exactor's unit from your army that is not within engagement range of any enemy units until the end of the phase that unit can perform a heroic intervention as if it was a character psychic power is fires of covenant which fire is a war charge value of 5 if manifested select one enemy unit within engagement range of this psychers unit roll one DC for each model in that enemy unit for each roll of 4 plus that unit suffers for one mortal wound um, if the Psyker uh, manifesting this power has the psychic epitome waller trait. Um, page 67 The enemy unit one additional border wound after all these dice rolls have been made. Each unit can only be selected this psychic power once per phase, once per turn, rather. Um, waller trait, oath of witness, aura. Um, add once to this warlord's leadership characteristic. While friendly exact as core unit has been six of this warlord, morale tests taken for that unit are automatically passed. Ah. Oh.
0: Oh. I mean the Wall of a a big yawn, right? Like Way
1: to uh, Way to let us down on the last point. Tell us about the other two. Tell yeah, us about
0: this. Uh, look, I don't think this is a very competitive brotherhood. The the one CP heroic intervention is quite powerful though. Um, it is, yeah. I, I'll grant that. Um, and the the psychic power is actually hilarious because you have the mm. the potential to essentially just completely burn away a 20 uh, 20 person to brick like just Well, so
1: when I was reading that, I expected to read a cap on the psychic powers, like up to six, up to eight, no. up to whatever.
0: So this this could essentially deal if you cast it on a 30 man orc boy squad or a 20-man admix squad, it could potentially deal 30 to 20 mortal wounds. wounds. Yeah. Um you're unlikely to do that, but either way, it, it sounds pretty good, except for the fact that you would be using it's its range is engagement range. So you have mm-hmm. to be in engagement range to use this. And this is your psychic phase. So this yeah. would pretty much only be um, relevant if your opponent was uh, had charged you in the preceding turn yes. and survived, or uh, you somehow, like, uh, it could be that you've heroically intervened mm-hmm. with them with the stratagem or something like that. So there's a bit of a combo there. But it's just so hard to get the opportunity where you're going to use this and it's actually going to feel relevant because mm-hmm. you could just... Dump a heap of smites into this unit anyway, and it's a good thing to mention that um, gray knights now just have normal smite instead of the yeah. rights of banishment. So, yeah, I, I just don't see this being very, very useful, to be honest.
1: Look that. A heroic one CP heroic intervention strat is just good. It's just plain good. It is good. just good, yeah. Um, but it's not enough to make this package worthwhile because, no. like you said, the psychic power is so unwieldy. The Ts and Cs are actually horrible. The um, wall effect
0: does nothing, in my opinion. It, really. It
1: does literally nothing. It's I might as well not. Well, everyone's MSU. If you, you maybe you got one or two twenty man two, ten man blocks. Yeah. If you decided to keep them together, but even then, like, eh. Yeah. I got two CP. You know. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> or
1: I got. A, or I got one CP. Yeah. Whatever. Um. All right. You're up.
0: Silver Blades. Um, one C P adaptive XORA. Ex-
1: I'm happy someone else struggles and it's not just me.
0: <laughs> Some of these words are hard, man. Too many E's and X's. Um,
1: did, you listen to, did you listen to the last show? Oh I
0: did. it was so good. What was what was the rally called?
1: Uh Third
0: Very, very third to you. Um,
1: oh, it's so good.
0: So good. Uh, use this strategy in in your movement phase when a silver blades core unit from your army falls back. This Unit is eligible to shoot this turn even though it fell back. Simple and doesn't nice, serve the tin, yep. but it's powerful. Yep. Psychic power is temporal accuracy. It's a blessing with a warp charge value of five. If manifested until the start of your next psychic phase, all storm bolters, mastercraft, the Stormbolters, storm bolters, and relics that replace either of these uh, weapons in that models uh, that models in this psychic's unit are equipped with are treated as being pistol four, uh, with a range characteristic of 12 inches. So you can mm. shoot your Stormbolters in combat. In combat. And the Warlord trade is Martial Perfection. At the start of the fight phase, if this Warlord is within engagement range of any enemy units, he can fight first that phase. And the second bullet point is, each time this Warlord makes a melee attack, you can reroll the hit roll.
1: This is another one that starts off really strong and somehow gets worse the, more, the, the further yeah, you go down. So, I don't, but, but this is a lot better than the last one we said. Yeah, it's, we a lot, it's a lot Way better. better.
0: The, the stratagem for one CP to fall back and shoot is uh, quite nice. Um, yep. My only worry is that a lot of the time you're probably going to gate whatever unit that you need to get mm-hmm. out of combat to shoot. Um, mm-hmm. Also, as we'll touch on later, there is another one CP C- one CP stratagem to fall back, shoot, and charge for some units. So that makes this stratagem just feel less um, less Relevant. required. Yeah. Um. The, the psyche power to put your stone bolters into pistol four. If this was in the last Grey Knight book, I would have said it was one of the best abilities in the book. But in this book, when your army is so good in close combat, I, I struggle mm-hmm. to think where this is going to come up and be really useful.
1: I agree. Yeah. I agree entirely. I mean, if they've got a no fallback. If, if Grey Knights have a lady on this book have a no fallback relic or something, or if they, they're Don't an army it. that I can is, tell you is now. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I was about to say that would make this good because you can just tap, deny fallback, pile in console, shoot in dead with, with you know pistol storm bolts and charge off into something else, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, but as it doesn't really have an activator, what are you gonna ch- So It really this only works if you get charged again, like like we talked about in the last one. Yeah. If you are you're so killy right now and you're so killy on demand right now that when you charge stuff and it lives. You're probably dying in return, like you know. You probably, you probably die- are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it was, if it was like, if it's a Mortarian, you know, shoot. Secondly, shooting Storm Bolters into Morty in the next phase, if you do survive, ain't gonna make much of a diff. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is an interesting one. When it comes up though, like if you took this and you big brained it, you could make this amazing.
0: Yeah, you could but- definitely do some some interesting things with this one to make it really worthwhile, especially in a horde meta where like people are tagging you with, or wrapping you with big, big squads, and mm. the combat alone isn't enough to push through them. Um, this might see a bit more relevant and a bit more bit more play.
1: Yeah, um, but what I, ge- I guess what I was saying is that when people learn how killy Grey Knight units can be, their propensity to want to tap you is going to go down. Oh, 100%, yeah. Like a billion percent. They're going to be like, well, I can't tap him because you know, these five Storm Boys just can't go tap these, you know, five Strike Marines anymore. They're absolutely dead. Which like feels so good.
0: That was like, you know, Five Strikes was like, they were, I always used Strikes as plebs, and now they're just yeah. not plebs anymore. No, they're so not.
1: <laughs> they're terrifying, man. Uh, yeah, um, but and yeah, what do you think of the Wall of Trade? Is that any trouble? Wall Trade
0: is actually not too bad here. Um, the If you wanted to make some kind of Smash character variety, um, this is good, and Sort of a slight spoiler for what's coming ahead. There is no true fight's last ability in the Grey Knights book apart from one ability to do it against a demon unit, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of my biggest gripes and I think one of the weaknesses of this book. Um, I was really hoping, even if it was some brotherhood that allowed a fight's last, um, because fight's last is so important.
1: It's... It's one, of the core be- it's one of the core tenets. It's one of the core tenets of the game. We talk yeah. about, I talk about this on some other podcasts, sometimes on here, but the, uh, the what may, what the stratagem section really held up or what or, I or or lost a book in 8th edition. It was how good was your stratagems meant yeah. how good your book was. Like, you think about Custodes, essentially, Custodes, sorry, was essentially an evergreen book because it had such good strats. It wasn't top table because of the dint of how it played the game. Yeah. But it was never a bad, it was always a hard matchup because just they had the, such depth in their stratagem section. Yeah. Um, now, all those 8th all those, um, edition books were built on, oh, if you had a good stratagem section, you had a decent a density of double activations you know, shoot twice, fight twice, move twice. Yep. Um, you had you had some ability to mess with your opponent's charges or have amazing Overwatch or intercept, and then you had um, what was the last one? There was a the third one. I I did that, I've done this a million times. Um, <laughs> there was uh either no, there wasn't no fallback because that came along later.
0: Was it the oh, ability just to just fall back, back and activate?
1: Yes, it was. That's right. It was fall back and do stuff. yeah. so you could deny being tapped and wrapped, or you know, or you had a you had a book that um could beam you out, e g you know a gate or veil, but that that's that's breaking down. other other sections. Um, and now it seems like the books we have now, it's a good book if you have a bunch of fights first, fights last, a giving or a moving of cover. Yep. um either. and and I'm talking about en mass. I'm talking about lots of it. And then you had then if you have a like if you actually have a decent double activate, it's essentially like, a diamond in the rough because it's so there's so few and far behind. Well, if you have it on a unit that's worth building around, you know. Yeah,
0: so there's quite a few options in the Grey Knight books to get fight first, um, which mm-hmm. is not too bad. Um, but there there isn't um, a, apart from demons, there isn't a fight last ability. Sorry, and
1: and the other. Uh, the other basic tenant is the redeploy. The redeploy, yes. Or the is, or yeah. the put, yeah, put in reserve or the the infiltrate, essentially. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm well. Grey knights have always had a bunch of those. Like yes. I mean, not the fight first, fight fights. they They've always had a lot of the movement jank.
0: Yeah, and they still uh, do have a good amount of it to be to be to be fair.
1: Good, fantastic to hear. So we're up to wisdom of the Prognostic Cast. and these are the things that a grey knight players pay for. You know, eg, your you know, Master of Sanctity or etc. etc. This is what they're doing, the stuff that they pay pre-game to soup up their characters. But there's two trees of this. You want to break these down for us? Tell us what these are about.
0: Yeah. So um, these are visions of the orgarium and gifts of the Prescient. Um, they more or less do the same thing. I don't really know why they've been separated into two categories, to be honest. Um, but basically these are once per game abilities um, that you pay points for on your characters. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, they give you a niche ability that you can use. Um,
1: well, it's a, which sounds quite similar to what Sisters and Blood Angels got, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah. These are very quite similar. I, I think they're probably most similar to the Cryptech Arcana, but they're mm-hmm. just not bad.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Good to yeah. for
0: any Necron players that are listening. I, I, I unfortunately don't rate your Cryptech Arcana.
1: No, nah, they know what's up. Yeah. It's fine.
0: Um, so, yeah, th- there's. this is probably where I think there is some of the most depth in this book. Because I think there is, uh, so there's some ones that are standouts that you're probably going to want to include in nearly every grey knight list uh, that you write. However, mm-hmm. there's a few of these that are quite meta-dependent, and you could go, "Well, this is really popular in the meta at the minute, so I'm going to tech this in," and it can uh, really flip a match up on its head sometimes. So, yeah, I'm quite happy with these. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I guess we can jump into the visions of the Orgarium yep. if you're
1: happy to. Let's, I'll jump in, I'll tell you about the first one. Um, this is augury of Aggression. Once per battle, when a friendly Grey Knight's core or Grey Knight's character unit within 12 of this model is selected to fire Overwatch, this model can experience this vision. If it does so, then until the end of the phase, each time model in this unit makes an Overwatch attack, a hit is scored on unmodified 4. I wish it was just ballistic skill. yeah. I uh, don't understand why it needs to be.
0: I still think even with an Unmodified 4+, plus, I think this is really, really nice.
1: It's 20 points, so it's, it's one of them, it's in the mid, middle for how expensive it is. So, yeah, tell us, tell us why you think this is good. So
0: why I think this is good, and I kind of touched on before as well, is that without having a fight last ability, um, being able to sort of make your opponent think twice about committing multiple uh, units into combat by having the ability to do a 4-plus overwatch um, mm-hmm. Just kind of changes the dynamic on its head. I'm thinking of things like uh sister's repenture and stuff like that. Um, if they are going to charge you and they know that there's potential, they're going to be hit with a four plus Overwatch. They're probably not going to commit those repenture, um, and that straight away is, is a bit of a win. Um, there's uh, unfortunately this doesn't work as much on Cult of Strife because they have an ability to
1: ignore they have Overwatch. An ability to just turn it off. Yeah. Um, and that, that's going to suck, isn't it? Like the like. Yeah. So the character needs to be. Alive needs to be around, he needs to be within 12 inches of the unit that's getting charged as well. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose that's not too hard, especially if it's on a, a grandmaster, Dread Knight, because it's a big base you can spread Correct. that out pretty yep. well. Um, but yeah, it's gonna suck when they just be like, ah, oh, one CP and that thing you paid 20 points for it doesn't matter, but it is only 20 points, like, yeah, you're not gonna yeah. lose sleep,
0: yeah. It's not gonna be relevant in all matchups, but um, I think depending on what uh, how meta's develop and if there's a lot more. Cheap, really good close combat units. Like, we we haven't seen Tyranids and, and that stuff from mm. that ilk come out. And there's potential that, like, Gene Stealers might see a new lease on life. And being able yeah, to possible sure. Overwatch those will be quite powerful.
1: Awesome. Next one's yours.
0: Heroism's Favor. Uh, once per battle at the end of your opponent's charge phase, you can select one friendly Granite's Core unit within 12 inches of this model. That unit can perform a heroic intervention as if it, is, as if it was a character. And this is 15 points
1: i like this one a i lot.
0: like this one a lot and this sort of i think it was the exactors i think earlier that had the mm-hmm. one cp heroic intervention strap yeah yeah you're probably not going to take that brotherhood because you can just take just this. take this yeah yeah
1: so a grown-ups call within 12 of the model and it doesn't say it has to it has to charge you know or end closer to this dude it can just go off in a different direction wherever it wants really um that's I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Because you can advance and charge, yeah. you can set this up, you can trail back to this dude, you can do a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is this is quite nice because like as we already know, ninth edition is really primary mission focused. And mm-hmm. being able to stop your opponent um just like putting five dorks with objective secured on an objective and taking it away from you is uh and is just good. So you can just, mm. you know, make a unit just die by putting a strike team or something of that ilk into it. So this is really powerful.
1: Beautiful. All right, next up we have Noble Death, which is a 20-point upgrade. Um, It raises us once per battle in the command phase. This model can experience this vision. If it does, until the starting next command phase, it gains the following ability. A Noble Death Aura. While a friendly Grey Knight's core or Grey Knight's character unit is within six of this model, it gains the objective secured ability. Um, It can set to defend, and it can set to defend. If a model in this that unit already has the objective security ability, any model counts as one additional for determining uh, control of an objective. So once per game, you can turn on a six-inch aura of obsec or double obsec if you already have it. Uh, I like that. 20 points? Yeah. I think you might this. Do this is good
0: for 20 points. Yeah, it's very good. Um,
1: for 20 points, for sure.
0: The also, the ability to set to defend um, is actually something that is easy to miss, um, mm. but I use the ability to set to defend and... Um, Hold Steady, which is to give you a 5-plus Overwatch. I use this in nearly every game that comes up and, and that I play, and I think it's uh, uh, one of the things that people need to pay more attention to when playing their games because it is a really significant buff, and, mm-hmm. um, th- yeah, this just gives you that to sort of essentially hit on twos in close combat. It's quite good.
1: I. Have never used it, mostly because I never remember to.
0: Yeah, oh, I, <laughs> use, honest, it, I, I use it a lot. And i, I got to <laughs> say, it's, it's a really niche thing, but it's very powerful.
1: Well, I facepalm at the end of being like, man, I could have won that combat, or that pivotal combat, yeah. if i had remembered. All right, this is the 30.1. Tell us about it.
0: This is Omen of Incursion. So once per battle, at the end of your reinforcement step of your opponent's movement phase, this model can experience this vision. If it does, select one Grey Knights core or character unit from your army that is not within engagement range of enemy units. The unit can shoot as if it were the shooting phase, but its models uh, can only target a single eligible enemy unit that was set up as reinforcements this turn and is within 12 inches of the unit So it's doing so.
1: It's, all, it's a it's a it's a board or spec scan. Yeah, but you pay 30 points of it pre-game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I like. I'm not sure I can get behind this.
0: Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> This is one I think is good, but the fact that you have to pay it pre-game feels a little bit bad, Uh, and it's also one of the most pricey ones. Um, Where this, I think, is going to see the most relevance is that we're in a a meta where Retrieve Octarius Data is one of the really popular secondaries. And being able to make your opponent commit a unit and then you just shoot it off and it can't do that action, and it means that they don't get that table quarter, can be really powerful. Um, well, yeah, if
1: that, if that translates to four, four points less at the end of the game, that's a very good 30 points. Yeah,
0: it is. But again, I'm, I'd still be hesitant to take this. But if Me you too. have the 30 points and you feel that you really want it or need it, and again... The meta might change if we're seeing a lot more demons and a lot more gene cult and armies that are deep striking all over the table. Um, this is probably one that you're going to want to include.
1: I just wish the T's and C's were a bit better. Like yeah. the fact that it has to be you have to shoot at a unit come within 12 inch. I wish it was. I wish it was the Eldar one. Yeah. Eldar. Why has no one else got the Eldar version of War Scan? You know?
0: yeah. <laughs> Even if, like I know Thousand Sun's got an 18 inch version, which is a strategy. That's true. That but, is true. Uh, yeah. Man, I really wish it was like just a bit more. Bit more range, it would have just for, th- for 30 points. For I 30 wish it was a points, little bit yeah, better. I agree.
1: Yeah, all right. Uh, presaged Paralysis is up next. Um, how many? Tell us how many points this one is in a second. Um, once per battle, starting charge phase, this model is on the battlefield. You can select one enemy unit on the battlefield until the end of the phase. That unit cannot fight Overwatch or set to defend. Um, look, this
0: is fifteen uh, points. When Tower become good again, you're going. I was about to this. say, man. <laughs>
1: I was about to say when Tower and Guard come out, you're going to you're going to be very happy this exists. But right now, right yeah.
0: now it doesn't do it for me. But yeah, it's going to yeah. be good. Yeah, when those things come out. Exactly right. The last one is my favorite. Beautiful. And it's great because I get to read it out. This (laughs) is Foretelling of Locusts. This is also 30 points, but I can guarantee this is 30 points well spent. After both players have deployed their armies, select up to three granites Core units from your army and redeploy them. If the mission uses Strategic Reserves ability, any of those units can be placed into Strategic Reserves without having to spend any additional command points, regardless of how many units are already in Strategic Reserves. If both players have abilities to redeploy units, roll off the winner chooses who redeploys their units first.
1: So I haven't said this term for yet in this book, and we've been through all the, the brotherhoods and all that stuff. This is an auto-take. This is as this close to an auto-take as we've come across. This is phenomenal.
0: This is amazing. And I I can't imagine myself leaving home without this. Um, you
1: just don't. You just won't. It's so like,
0: powerful. Anyone who's played against anything that can redeploy knows how powerful it is. Um the reason as well this can be so damn powerful is if you're playing three dread knights which are core you can redeploy yes. them and just yes. do an amazing first turn alpha.
1: And not get not get not get alpha yourself. And this, not get alpha yourself. It's just, this is just yeah. oh my god it's so good. It's all so the, all the for 30 this almost seems cheap for 30 points. I like agree. You pay, I'd pay 50 I'd, for this. I was about to say I'd pay 50 maybe 60 you know yeah <laughs> um, I would drop a whole unit for this ability. Because yeah. guess what? This means probably two of the three units I use it on, just survive another turn or two. Yeah, like, and being able to so put good.
0: extra things in strategic, strategic reserves oh. is, is really nice oh. as well. So it, it's just, this is a masterpiece. Mwah. Beautiful.
1: Everything, absolutely. Everything about this is good. It yeah. doesn't lock you into anything. You can take this in any list. Doesn't matter. You can take it. Yeah, it, this is, this is yeah. really good. The
0: only really thing good. that, um I, I can't complain too much about this because it's it is already really good, but I would love it if it was characters too just to sort of like do some teeny little things with them. Yeah,
1: core character. Yeah,
0: but uh, again, I'm not going to complain because it's so, so
1: good. All right, jumping over to the Gifts of the Prescient. The first up is the True Name Shard. Once per battle, start of the fight phase. You can select one enemy demon unit within six of the bearer. That unit is not eligible to fight this phase until all other eligible units from your army have done so. Look... You got to pay points for this as this on it's your list, 10
0: points, so it's pretty cheap. This one,
1: yeah. And look, if demons come back in the meta uh, like something fierce, think, uh,
0: and this is probably more of the Australian meta coming out of me, I actually rate this true. one really highly because in Australia, we have, in my opinion, some of the best chaos players. I agree. down here. So yep. if I'm going to a big, large scale event, and, and I'm, you know, you're gonna have to beat Solely I, or, hack to it to beat win. Solely or yeah. Hackett to win the event. I'm probably taking this because it means that Belacor can charge into me and I can make him fight last and I have a chance mm-hmm. to do some damage to him. It makes my opponent think twice before committing. Um, yeah, it, it's also going to be good when demons mm-hmm. get a new codex and become relevant. Well, yeah, <laughs>
1: it become relevant. Right now, um, if you got to use this on Belacor, you'd feel like a god. Yeah, but, but, but Belacor be is just this also never going to go. Demon so
0: that's there's true, that as that's well. True. Um, and again, I think probably Demons are going to see a bit of a renaissance now that Grey Knights have come out because um, they still have their two CP stratagem to get a unit back for free. So I don't That's think crazy. Grey Knights will hit their stride, to be honest, until Demons actually get their update, <laughs> if that makes
1: sense. <laughs> sure. Fair. Uh, just because you always feel like they're just going to have that hard counter. Man, I
0: played against Soli and he had two keepers and I killed five the entire You game. killed five it keepers
1: in the game. I remember. <laughs> All right, next one's yours, mate.
0: Uh, This is Temporal Bombs. Uh, Before the battle, select one area terrain feature that is not within your opponent's deployment zone and note it down secretly on your army roster. The first time an enemy unit starts or ends a move uh, or within that terrain feature, reveal your choice and roll a D6 on a 2-plus unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Look, this is the dud. (laughs) This is the dud. There's always going to be a dud. This
1: is it. It's cute as hell though. You're going to feel cute. like you're activating your I, trap card I, I, and you're going to be like, ha you know, Look to the Shadow Realm, one it mortal did. wound. <laughs> what
0: I wish it did as well uh, is that it dealt the mortal wounds and the next turn move. it halved its movement.
1: That would be That would have
0: been nice. The, yeah. Literally the only way I can think this is useful is if you're playing sisters and they just put a Crusader squad somewhere and you just go, ha, that Crusader squad's dead.
1: Right. Exactly yeah. right. But, but it's not a thing. Oh, I've never it's heard just, of this one. It's it's 15 points, and I've never heard of it already. Yeah. Um, Servant of the Throne is up next. This is the 20.1, and it reads as thus. Um, once per battle, when the bearer is selected as the target of an attack, it can use this gift. If it does, then until the end of the turn, bearer has a 3 plus invuln. Look, that's not bad. Is there anything that stops you from taking this on a Dread Knight?
0: Nothing. So this okay, is very good. Okay, this is good. good. And this, this is, is a, a big part of the puzzle for uh, the, the main character that's going to be in every list. Um, yep. Yeah, this is just good for 20 points. Getting a 3-plus invulnerable save for a turn and is very
1: good. A 3-plus invulnerable is so damn hard to come by now. Correct, It's yep. so very hard to come by that when you can get it, take it. Um, all right, what's up next?
0: Uh, the next is Deluminator of Majesty. Uh, when you give a model this gift, select one bolt weapon that model is equipped with. Once per battle, when the bearer shoots with that weapon, you can choose for it to fire the Illuminator of Majesty Bolt. If you do, you can only make one attack with that weapon, but if it scores a hit against a demon unit until the start of your next shooting phase, that unit loses any aura abilities it has in addition to any normal damage. Mm. Uh, Yeah, look, at the minute, I can't really think of... There are no
1: auras worth turning off. Yeah, there was
0: no auras that are really worth turning off. The only one I can think of is, like, turning off... um, Mortarion's aura to turn off auras
1: <laughs> oh that's a thing yeah wow you're right you're right that's I mean that's Morty's not drop, bad Morty's dropping off hard but if Morty is a is a, a staple in yeah. your matter then this is pretty cute this is not It's bad. fifteen I think it's 15 points did I just did I just remember that right 15 yeah. points um uh, it doesn't b- turn off his contagions yeah,
0: unfortunately but it will turn no. off his uh, aura thing um and Grey Knights do struggle to kill Mortarion a bit more now. Um, in, the, mm-hmm. in the last book, he was almost a laughable threat because, you know. Because you could just force
1: through the four yeah, mortals. Yeah, four mortal yeah. With smites. Personite. Yeah,
0: Now we don't have that. So Mortarion is actually harder to kill for Grey Knights. So, you know, that's, uh, it's not a bad little bit of tech. But, yeah, I don't know. How, maybe in the new Demon book, this might see
1: a bit yeah. more play. All right, even Ivanoku is up next, and if I've read that right, I think it it is fifteen points. Yes. All right. Once per battle. When the bearer is selected to manifest psychic powers, you can use this gift. If you do, then until the end of the phase, each time the bearer attempts to manifest a psychic power from the Dominatus Dominus Discipline, add two to the attempts at psychic test. I really like that one coupled with that eight plus can't be denied.
0: Yes. Uh, except for like, that um, is uh, unmodified at roll of an eight. So this won't affect... That uh,
1: balls. Yeah, fair. No, cool.
0: I, this is a nice little relic. So it's nice, um, yeah. this is... You're going to put it on... Uh, for me, I'd be putting on on whoever has Gate of Infinity. Um, yeah, the one of the nice things about this book is that Grey Knights definitely feel a lot less reliant on their psychic powers now. Um, Good. which is nice for the sisters' matchup and stuff like that. The main power that I feel that I want to get off every turn is just gate of infinity.
1: Well, it's because it's it, uh, that's because I'm assuming when we get to part two, we talk about secondaries, yes. things like Rotter and Gage are still mainstays for correct. For GK. And just yeah,
0: gate of infinity is so powerful with this army. It's-
1: Oh, it's it's always been powerful. It's always right? been powerful. It's ridiculous, yeah. but
0: it just feels so much more relevant for some reason with this with this book. It's just mm. yeah, incredible. Um, so yeah, this is um, and yeah, this is it's just nice. There's a few little things you can do um, which you might talk about a bit later. Uh, or is there later. any
1: way to get a is there any way to get a three cast librarian?
0: No, there's um, no. Oh, yeah. Well. So yes, it is, but you just pay command point to cast an additional
1: okay. time. Well, that, that, that'd that be worth it then. If you go, you go for a yeah. turn, you get three casts off, pop this, plus two on all of them. That's pretty nice. Yeah. That's value.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, what's the last one?
0: Uh, last one is Severance Bolt. Uh, when you give a model this gift, select one bolt weapon um, that model is equipped with. Uh, before the battle, select one enemy character unit. Once in the battle, when the bearer shoots with that weapon, you can choose for it to fire a Severance Bolt. If you do, you can only make one attack with that weapon, but when selecting a target, you can ignore the Lookout Sir rules so long as you select that target, that character unit as the target. When making an attack with the Severance Bolt against that character unit, if it successfully hits that target, it suffers D3 mortal wounds, and if it's a Psyker, you roll 3D6, and if you beat its leadership characteristic, um, it loses one psychic power it knows randomly.
1: Um, this uh, one... I, I, I hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I hate it
0: as well. The big reason I hate it is that you have to pick the character pre-game. Um, yes. And so, that character's just going to go, cool, I guess I'm just never going to show my face. No. If this uh, was just there a, is... one, once per game, ignore Lookout, so, look Sir, and put D3 Mortal Wounds on a character, this would be okay.
1: For 30 points, probably not. Is this 30 uh, points? It's this is the most expensive one, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, you 30 points is horrendous for this one. Unheard of. Yeah. It's, this is, this yeah. is uh you can forget about this one, boys, because I'm,
1: uh, I, I'm sorry. At every level this just got, got worse. This is just um, uh, yeah. It's a bolt weapon, it's not a side cannon or a silencer. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not even the thematic weapons for the t- for the GKs. Yeah. It's only d3 mortal wounds, which isn't enough to kill any character in the game in one shot, it'd which be you nice only get to if it use was this... like,
0: you know, it already taken a few wounds and you could just plink it off. But yeah, mm. it's really not good.
1: It would be cool if you made it take d3 mortal wounds and suffer perils of the warp. And <laughs> yeah, then like took, so cool. you took 2d3 and the la- the second, one, second instance was the perils, then it would be worth it, you know. Um, and the losing one random psychic power, I should for 30 points I should be able to pick that psychic power. I should be able yeah, to Yeah, pick- exactly.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: 100. Yeah. Uh, all um, All right. So going through those though, ah, uh, you you you're correct, man. There is a lot of power there. Um, yeah. I do. I really like the um the heroic intervention one. I really like the the <laughs> one the terrain feature. What's hilarious? Oh,
0: it's cute, isn't it? I kind of uh, want to just write a list with it in there and just I know just like ah, oh, you know. It, you're going gotcha.
1: to take three Gotcha! Got him! Got yeah. him! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get one up on him. Um, look, Servant to the Throne is the obvious the obvious one for me here, yeah? The 3-plus Involve?
0: Yeah, 3-plus involves yeah. Invol really good. The gem's good as well. Um, true Name Shard is going to be relevant. Um,
1: At some point, yeah. Yeah,
0: and um, uh, unfortunately, Deliminator of Majesty might see some play depending on how things shake up. But yeah, yeah.
1: Easy done. And as for the... Um, that's the one the um the visions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the lot la- so there actually is a lot of power there. Like the the heroic intervention one is is just playing good. Yeah. Um the I can't my brain is just like the four uh, sorry, a noble death is actually just playing good as well, just Correct. getting a six-inch yep. aura of obstacle or double yep. and um the foretelling. So there's three in that one that are all like, so the first two, the Heroin's Favor for the Intervention and the Obsec are bordering on most armies. Most, most should consider this, but foretelling every army should just have that, I think.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: agreed. If, you, if, you want to, if, you, if you're taking a competitive list, I think every single army. Yep,
0: definitely agree.
1: All right, my brother. We are into the stratagems.
0: Stratagems
1: fantastic all right uh jumping in this is page 58 here is the first one we have four pages here and uh we're just gonna smash them out um psychic channeling is up next uh up first one cp use a strategy in your psychic phase when a granite unit from your army is selected to manifest a psychic power to the end of the phase each time a model a psychic test is taken for that unit roll additional d6 and discard one of the dice so one cp every cast from that unit is uh an extra d6 discard one of them that's really
0: good yeah this is good especially because we now lost the plus one to cast exactly um, right for me this is the kind of uh, uh this is a stratagem that i'm going to be putting on bread and butter uh my guy that's going to cast gate nearly every yeah. turn uh if yeah. i want to like ensure that it goes off um and generally you're going to be putting on someone that can cast two so they're going to cast a second power which is pretty important as well so yeah this is just good
1: for sure next one's yours
0: Uh, This is a classic. It's coming back. It's Psychic Onslaught with one (laughs) one CP. This used to be two, so this is already beautiful. Uh, Use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a Grey Knight psychic unit from your army is selected to shoot. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an arranged attack with a Psy weapon, add one to the strength characteristic and improve the armor penetration of that attack by one. Amazing. Just good. One CP now. It's just so
1: good. Oh, dude. Yeah. Just the value that adds to just a unit of um, Purgations perg- with like four Psy... Four- yeah, Whatever. And dread knights too, man. Crazy good. Yeah, exactly. And Grey Knights. Uh, sorry, Dread Knights. And for one CP now, it is so palatable. It is so Yeah.
0: I mean, look, I was using Slap this at two CP and I didn't even yeah. think twice. Dude, so.
1: Exactly right. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, all right, Steel Heart is up next for one CP. Use your stratagem in your fight phase, in your fight phase. Um, when a grey knights terminated from your army selected to fight the end of the phase, each time model, you know makes a melee attack, add one to the attack's hit roll. So that's usually there's just a one CP strat for plus one to hit in either phase. Why is this one locked to the fight phase?
0: I don't know. I That one hurts a little bit. I was like, Grey Knights and Terminators are almost, almost iconic, Synonymous. you Synonymous. Know? Yeah, they are. Uh, and it's just like, it, it's still good. It's just, why did we skimp out on the shooting? Uh, I don't yeah, really know the agree. thought process here, um, especially now that a lot of the, uh, like, Uh, shooting shenanigans you could pull pull off with the old Codex. And and to be fair, some of the shooting was, in fact, obnoxious. Mm. Um, We've lost a lot of that. So I feel like hitting on twos with Terminators would have been fine.
1: Yeah, it would have been fine. I don't know why that's... a Yeah, it puzzles me, but anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure. So, But yeah, it's still nice. 1 CP plus 1 hit in combat. Next one is one of my favourite ones from the new Codex, which is Death from the Warp. 1 CP. Use a strategy in your shooting phase when a granite Psyker unit from your army shoots. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack, if that unit was set up on the battlefield using the teleport strike ability this turn, add one to the attacks hit roll. So I don't know, maybe they just wanted to put the plus one to hit here so, for Terminators yeah. in this.
1: Yeah. It's, this is very good though. This is really good. Yeah. Yeah, this
0: is this is uh yeah, just really good.
1: Gate doesn't count as to as teleport strike. No, does it? it
0: doesn't, unfortunately. Good.
1: But um the- the, yeah. Every everyone who's not playing grounders is very happy about that.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely.
1: Ah, uh, but that's a, that's just a very good strat. Yeah, that's listen, dude going down just the first column here. Um, three out of the four of them are just like slapped that CP down almost every turn.
0: Yeah, uh, there's a few here that we'll get to that are definitely uh never heard of. But uh, the first the first row is definitely a solid uh, solid start.
1: Yeah. All right. Next up is powerful adept one CP. Use your strategy in your psychic phase when a Grey Knight psychic unit from your army is selected to manifest psychic powers. To the end of the phase, each time a psychic power is manifested by a unit, increase the range of that psychic power by six inches. Um, this is good for when something's just gone wrong and you need an emergency, something to get you out of, out of trouble, yeah?
0: Yeah, I think that's true. And I think this is also just good when you need to. There's a few good um, uh, maledictions and stuff, which... um. Uh, you may sort of need to just get that extra little bit of range to put on your opponent, um, and this is good on those sort of things.
1: Man, that's the, so. The first five strats we've gone through are all one CP, and three out of the five are just, just seem like really good to me. Anyway, you're up next.
0: Next we have Sanctified Kill Zone, which is two CP. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a purgation squad from your army is selected to shoot until the end of the phase. Each time a ranged attack made by a model in this unit. Targets an enemy unit within half range, add one to that attack's wound roll.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm yeah, happy it's two CP. It's two CP. <laughs> it's very uh, good. And
0: yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> deserves to be two CP. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is this is solid. If you're taking perk squads, um, I, I I'm not saying this is not a stratagem you're probably going to use every turn, but this is a stratagem that you're probably going to think about using a couple of times per game.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, it's uh, one thing I think. Uh, I talked about this a little bit in the normal blokes podcast I was on recently, but the one way you can use this is that you can just take a 10 man purgation squads with storm bolters and, and swords or a melee. Exactly weapon. right. You don't have to take uh, guns with them. And just having 40 storm bolters with plus one to wound.
1: It's a thing, man. Yeah. Absolutely right. It's a you thing. You it
0: by teleport strike. You can also 1 CP plus one to hit. And. Yep.
1: Yeah. Man, you want to talk good. about an Orc Problem Solver, that toughest five, you know, who cares, yeah. man? 40 shots, hitting you on twos, winning on fours. Yeah, yep. you're dying. Yep. Dying in, in spades. I like that a lot. I think it's very clever. Yeah. Um, wait, Perks, can they take four of for the, the Heavy Flamers that hopefully don't cost a ridiculous amount uh, of points They now?
0: are free now instead of the 14 points they oh, were before. Uh, um, yeah. But getting in, half,
1: getting in half range there is actually kind of awkward. Yeah,
0: that's it? the awkward part there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you'll see the Incinerators too much, unfortunately um just they're essentially like the ministorm heavy flamers but assault um mm. however they just don't have the kind of support stratagems that sisters have with them so
1: yeah that's fair all right next up final justice 2CP uh, with you know they're making such a statement with that name this, this strat I know such up. a cool name uh, Final Justice <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> um, uh, use the strategy in the fight phase when a great nice character model excluding Castellan Crow from your yeah. army that has not already been selected to fight this phase is destroyed do not remove that army f- that model from play you can fight uh, so it's a fight on death everyone except Castellan Crow yeah Um, Final Justice Ah, uh, doesn't ha- nah, not good enough Nah, I expected better from that, that title.
0: Yeah, it's it was such a cool name for what a stratagem we've seen a million times anyway. Yeah. Um, this year also used to be 1 CP for Grey Knights. I don't know why it ever was just 1 CP for, yes. CP for Grey Knights. I'm a little sad to go to 2 CP because it just, <laughs> I don't know, it was one of the, just a weird,
1: well, It was one of the things GK's had that they could hold over somebody else. It was yeah. one of the very few things they had that hold exactly. over somebody else. But
0: I mean, look, I, reality is I didn't use that stratagem too often anyway. Um. But yeah, it's always good to have. So yeah, this is and also it gets a gold star for sick name.
1: <laughs> it does. Alright,
0: uh, the next All right. one is also got a pretty cool name, Shadow of Undying Legends. Um, this is essentially just Wisdom of the Ancients from um It is, yeah. uh, um the Space Marines core book. So you can give a dreadnought reroll once to hit or reroll once to wound. Um, as an aura now mm-hmm. the thing that, where this is kind of useful which i'll touch on now is that um we haven't touched on honored knights yet which is a key word which is uh kind of important so um and it's relevant to this stratagem because mm-hmm. um some units now are honored knights which means that they don't belong to any brotherhood uh these are drago venerable dreadnoughts paladins and purifiers. Uh, Sick. This means that they can go into any Brotherhood detachment and they don't break your yep. Brotherhood detachment. So it's sort of like Blades for Hire for um, Drukhari.
1: Yeah, or, or Triarch Praetorians. Yeah, like Triarch for... Praetorians.
0: Now, yeah. this is normally like a fine thing. Uh, most of these units, the Dreadnoughts and um, Paladins and Purifiers, also got Core, which is nice. However, um, because now the um, Grand Masters and your uh, brother, brother Captains, which are your essentially your Captains and your Lieutenants, uh, they give rerolls to Brotherhood
1: units. Yes.
0: Not um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not Honored Knights. So Honored Knights, Paladins and Purifiers, they're really kind of difficult to get re-rolls to. The mm-hmm. only way to do it is if you're taking Drago, or if you take a Dreadnought and use Shadow of a Dying Legend, because yeah. this just affects Core, and not Brotherhood. So yeah. if you're taking those units, maybe you might want a Dreadnought to give them re-rolls, but you're probably just going to use Drago instead, but. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, if you're taking ten pallies, probably taking Drago because it's the only way to give him yeah, like full reroll ticket.
0: I think the days of ten pallies is kind of over, unfortunately.
1: Me too, and I'm actually happy about that because it unlimbers a lot of Grey Knight players from being shackled to that you know four hundred sure. plus point unit. I just also wish paladins weren't
0: like kind of just. Weird. We'll get to that probably in next
1: yeah, week. But in um, next one, yeah. Um, next up is Purity of the Machine Spirit two CP. Never heard of it. Acted full profile for Machine Spirit units. I, maybe. I maybe... disagree
0: actually because I think you're going to use this on Dreadnights sometimes.
1: Oh really? They've got Dreadnights of Machine Spirit.
0: Ah, uh, oh, good point. I, I thought it was they literally Land
1: Raiders with... and Storm Ravens and the mm, like every that other is codex. A good
0: point. I'm just. I'll have to double check that. I. If you could use it on, that, if you could um, use it on
1: Dreadnights, then sure. I did not even notice that
0: that was a keyword. So that's a good point to, I think, uh, while we move on to the next one, I'll uh, quickly check. I'll do
1: the next one as well. You can have a check. Cool. Um, Empiric declamation. Uh, Declamation? Yeah, it's another cool name. 2 CP. use this stratagem at the start of any of your phases. Select one Brotherhood Chapel unit from your army that has not recited a litany since the start of your last command phase. Um, that model can recite Well, Litney is not already recited by a friendly unit in your last command phase that unit is that litany is automatically inspiring Ex- exactly what other other chappies get nothing more to see I'm doing another one because yeah. I'm pretty sure this is going to be another so one I already saying.
0: checked for you as well they do not have the keywords so oh. no you cannot use this on a dread night. you're never going to see it
1: I yes i agree i would have said agree unless um,
0: you're taking a land raider and if you are you are a brave man in cahoots you.
1: good for you or or a storm raven and you know maybe a storm raven has some cheeky plays we'll see maybe. um uh this next one is the uh, is, is essentially the the apothecary strat yeah, one apothecary cp strategy stratagem yeah. at the end of movement phase select one grey knight's apothecary unit from your army and then select one frame and grey knights. infantry unit it's not core locked which is nice um and that is below starting strength within three inches. One of its units is, re- is revived, one CP. Um, psychic Locus, let's just move on. Tell us mm-hmm. about that.
0: Psychic locus it's, locus, it's two CP. Use this judgment at the start of your Psychic phase. Select one brother captain from your army. Until the end of the phase, that model gains the following ability, Psychic Locus, Aura. While a friendly Brotherhood Psychic unit is within six inches of this model, add one to the Psychic test taken from uh, that unit.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. it's... <sighs> Two CP. Two CP. Yeah.
0: Because it's two CP, you're not going to see this often. If this I agree. were one CP, this would probably be every psychic phase. You just throw mm-hmm. down your CP. Boom. Plus one to cast, and it's just like all grey knights. But um, yeah, it's uh, two CP. You're really going to need it to sort of agreed.
1: Yeah, yep. agreed. Like your big turn, you need your hammer hand. You need your sanctuary. You need your yeah. Or
0: well, even if you just want to push out a bunch of smites, this is true.
1: Um, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, all right, next up is Finest Hour, 1 CP. You just him at the start of any phase. Select one Grey Knight's character unit from your army. To the end of the turn, add three to the range of Aura abilities. So, yeah, they really undercut that Warlord trade, didn't they? That's trying to give this. Yeah. That's the second time. That's the second time a thing that's given in the Brotherhoods has been un- undercut by another,
0: yeah. another the, thing. The thing is, though, where it is cool, though, is that um, uh, Brotherhood Ancients give an aura of plus one attack. So, you could essentially make a 12 inch aura of plus one attack. Um, That's cool. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's a lot of merit for that yet. I'm still not sold on uh, Brotherhood Ancients, to be honest. But if you're taking Preservers, there could be something there for that one.
1: Mm. All right. Next up, Thunder uh, Thunderous Stride is yours.
0: All right, uh, Thunderous Stride. Use a strategy in your charge phase when a Dreadnought model from your army finishes a charge move. Select one enemy unit with an engagement range uh, of that model and roll a D6. On a 2-5, to five, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds, and on a 6, it suffers 3 mortal wounds. Ah, uh, one CP for a little eh. bit of extra chip chip damage. If you look, if you're going to need it, this is nice. Um, I mean, if it's if it's
1: going to bracket or kill what you charge, sure. Yeah, yeah like you do it. it.
0: This is also nice if you I don't know you're charging like an archon or something. You just want to like pop some wounds on it. But yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, um, the next three strats are, are all the homogenous yeah, plus one warlord, trait, warlord relic. trait the
0: yeah. extra relics and the extra um warlord traits. So I don't think we need to go through them. If uh,
1: nah, we don't. Um empowerments in extremis is that the one to give a sergeant a paragon or a Flame? Non- yeah, flame? This yeah.
0: is to and give those things a, a relic and um honestly, I was disappointed by this because, um as you'll see when we get to relic section in the next week's episode, um they there's a lot of like nemesis uh there's basically a relic option for each of the nemesis weapons, yep, and you can't give these to um like a Paragon, like a Paladin
1: side, yeah. Like they they name. I'll, I'll read that, Read out the ones that they name. I'll just read this for Ben. Actually, um, yeah. the, the important bits. Um, one of the following profiles: Justicar, Car, Paragon, Knight of the Flame. That model can have one of the following relics of Titan, even though they're not a character. That's the. Dominar Liber Demonica, Sanctic Shard, Ag- Ag- Arugium Shrols, and the Staff of Stave of Supremacy. All the relics in your company must be different, given different models. So, yeah, you're saying none of those are ones that are uh, relevant. One to of those... them
0: actually is the Stave of Supremacy, but it doesn't really give an upgraded profile. It's just a uh, weird rule. thing to give extra perils. Um, to be okay. honest, none of those relics um, are that impressive. The Sanctic Shard used to be a must-have. Um, oh, yeah. It's yeah. really seen a fall from grace, unfortunately. Um,
1: I think it was too good as it was, but yeah. Oh, I,
0: I agree. Um, But yeah, it really changed its dynamic and I wasn't too happy to see that, but...
1: Fair. Well, I think next one's yours.
0: Yeah, the next one is Mental Focus 1CP. Use a strategy in your psyche phase to let one Grey Knight psychic unit from your army until the end of the phase. This unit can attempt to manifest one more psychic power than normal. Uh, yeah, not awesome. bad.
1: Awesome. good. Yep. It's just good. You can combo that up with a bunch of stuff, like the plus yeah. one or especially the plus two. Especially because Grandmasters
0: the, yeah. um, know two powers but can only cast one. Uh, and yep. Drago even knows three powers but casts two. So um, he can uh, dish out all three of his powers with that. So,
1: nice. Good. Yeah, I like it. I especially like it for a uh, you, you, you j- jump dump down a couple of smites and maledictions, but this one bastard hung on with one wound. Yeah. So I just need that last smite. Correct, um, yep. Alright, next one's Fight on the Move, 1CP. Use your strategy in your movement phase when gray a Grey Knight's teleporter unit from your army falls back until the end of the turn. That unit is still eligible to shoot and charge, even though it fell back. That's that's crazy good. The shoot and charge. Usually Premium. it's one or the other. Usually it's one or the other for 1CP, or it's 2CP for both. This is, with, this is amazing. This is
0: amazing. So this only affects um, interceptors and... Uh, but it also affects Dread Knights because they can take a teleporter yeah. as an upgrade, and... I honestly think you should be putting a teleporter on every Dreadnought that you take. So, yeah, just to have access to this stratagem, it's just so powerful.
1: So, wow, wow, cool. All right.
0: Next one is Haloed and Soulfire, 1CP. Um, this is also one of the new ones, which is one of my favorites. Um, use this stratagem in your movement phase when a Grey Knight's core unit from your army is set up on the battlefield using the Teleport Strike ability. Until the start of your next turn, each time an attack is made against that unit, subtract one from the attack's hit roll. Okay. So, it's basically a whole battle round of minus one to hit. Yeah. This works in shooting and close combat.
1: Do you know what I love this for? Hurting yeah. other people's all spec scans when you're trying a rod. Yep. With a gate. Yep. If the, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you jump on well, you down. you not be able to use they... from
0: gate. It has to be teleport strike.
1: Oh, of course. I yeah. so apologize. But... Yeah.
0: um. Yeah, this is it's a nice little one to have. Like you could say hmm. you teleport strike a um, a grant, uh, sorry a dread knight, um, and just make it minus one to hit for a turn, and it suddenly becomes quite a bit more annoying
1: to kill. Well, um, exactly right. Because mo- well, most of the time, and this is a thing that's always been a downside for grey knights, and it certainly was. You said it before. Things like strike means were just like throw and forget. You know, you know, teleport it over. oh, cool. It got me two engage points. Now it dies. That's as good as it was going to give me. Um, But you don't have to settle for that anymore. And I like all those things that tell you that. It's like, hey, you don't have to throw this away. If you're willing to invest a little bit, you could have a couple more dudes left.
0: Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, this, I think, yeah, it's just nice to have in the toolbox. Again, Hmm. I don't think you're going to use it every single game, but... um, the Times where you're going to use it and be minus one to hit, it's going to be pretty powerful. I think this is better for the combat minus one to hit rather than the shooting minus one to hit. Um, but yeah, it's
1: good, that's fair because it's both. That's actually amazing. It's yeah, both. yeah, because um, it means
0: you can charge into something and uh, the retaliation attacks probably just it blunts those, which
1: is quite yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, especially right. Um, I like it a lot. If they could, if they could, have, if like if you get you got you know a unit of. Five ten strikes in reserve. Deep strike them down with sanctuary. They sanctuary themselves and then they can't you know, Sanctuary
0: themselves because that's a dominant power now, and they can't have access to it.
1: But, ah, there you go. But but that, so see, I'm learning. I didn't yeah. know they. So they got. I knew they had two trees. I didn't know they were anyway um, locked. Well, now
0: anything. every uh, Grey Knights infantry unit is now, or every Grey Knights thing that isn't a character, essentially is locked to the psychic powers that they know.
1: So that's that's a lot like elder yeah with they had the the two trees they have the ones for the
0: yeah 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 sort of yes yeah yeah but it's like for example you can't have a strike a strike team has to know hammerhead and the brother oh really power. it can't take astralane for example really yeah. so that they are okay. they're pretty much on their data sheet which is that's... which is actually okay as we'll get to why a bit later but yeah it's um mm. yeah
1: yeah because hearing that right now i don't like that i don't like that at all i think that's bad yeah uh, but you're telling me it's okay i'll believe you um Next up is Untainted and Unbowed. This is 2CP. Use just strategy to any phase when a Purifier Squad unit from your army is selected as the target of an attack to the start of the phase. Uh, sorry, end of the phase, apologies. Each time an attack is allocated to a model in that unit, subtract one from the damage characteristic of that attack to a minimum of one. Um... That's quite nice. On two wound models, quite nice. Um, models, yeah, quite it's, nice. It's
0: nice. I, I wish it was a 1 CP, 2 CP stratagem, yes, like a five-man squad. I was about to say, um, yeah. But look, if you're taking a big brick of 10-man uh, man purifiers, this stratagem has a lot of value.
1: Easy done. Um, this next one is called Sidelance Bombardment, and it's 3 CP. It's all to it, it, it Can we skip it? We, you are is, never going to use this. Is there anything that we need to talk about with this stratagem? No. Thank but you. you do
0: need to know about the next stratagem, which is called the Need to Know.
1: <laughs> I need to know. It's almost like I read ahead and knew that I needed to know about it. <laughs> that was a wow. simple
0: segue as did like I, did I ever heard.
1: It <laughs> oh, well done, my man! Jumping in.
0: All right. So the need to know is: um, you can only use this stratagem if your army contains uh, only contains granite detachment. Uh, use this stratagem if you are playing a mission that requires you to select either secondary objectives or agendas. After both players have revealed their selections, you can select one of your secondary objectives or agendas and replace it with a different one. Make a note in your army roster as your new selection and form your opponent. All the normal rules apply for selecting secondary objectives and agendas apply. If both players have a rule that allows them to select a new secondary objective or something, both players make their new selections before revealing them simultaneously to their opponent. Now, this one's a cheeky one, eh? This is a nice one. Um, yeah, it's this is one of those ones where if you're new to Grey Knights or um maybe you feel like you just want to practice more with the army, I wouldn't worry about this stratagem for now because it's kind of a one that you may not get as much value with, but at a high at a top table game, high level plays, this stratagem is immensely powerful.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement here. Um in the entire lexicon of ninth edition stratagems and as a competitive player, I think this is one of the best stratagems in the game. Yes. I think this is one of the best. Bar none. It's up there with like effects still existed this would be up there with that level of power yeah, in, in the game.
0: I, I agree. And I, for me, I'm still finding little ways to to use the stratagem to just get an edge over my opponent. But that's
1: right. Like, it's it, getting it's, an edge. It's and that's getting all an the... edge
0: straight out of the gate. Um, there are already some players that are, I'm really scared of if they were using this stratagem. I'm thinking like players like Jeremy Martino or Eric Lathuris, mm-hmm. having this stratagem in their toolbox, I would be so nervous about picking secondaries against them because. Yep. They, I know they're going to pull some absolute crazy stuff out of their hat, and it's going to give them such an edge when I play against them.
1: Well, it just it just means that one of their one of their um their plays to you is a feint. Correct. Yeah. One of their one of one of their ones that they show you is a psychological yep. tool to see what you would you would have done.
0: Correct. And like the the most obvious thing here, I think, is and where you're probably going to see it used most often is that um, if your opponent picks Abhor the Witch, you can just mm-hmm. change one of your secondaries to a defensive one, such as While We With light yep. or Banners, and even if you're yep. only getting... Eight points on banners if you're if you have played a game that suddenly they've only gotten four to six points off of Paul the uh, witch, a poor the witch you witch. have given yep. yourself such an advantage and you've mm-hmm. changed the way they have to play the game because now they have to seek and seek you out and destroy you.
1: dude I, I so i've got a weak version of this in the in the dark angels book where yep. i get to hide one of mine i have to lock it in like i write it down and then i just put a piece of paper over it yeah um, until i score points off it um and that's been enough to win me games. Like, I've won games by a couple of points because my opponent thought I had uh, Oath and I'd take him while we stand or what, or vice versa. Um, and those are the two, the only two that really mattered there. But, um, like, this is just a playbook in and of itself. This stratagem opens up an entire playbook.
0: Yeah, it's so nice. Like, one of the ones I was thinking about the other day, I was playing the um, direct assault mission. And you, I've always been nervous about picking Direct Assault, especially if I think my opponent's going to. Yeah. Because Grey Knights don't necessarily want don't to trade, trade game very well. Nah. But I was able to pick Direct Assault and then wait and see if my opponent picked it too. And most oftentimes they will. But when they don't, and they're not fighting for the center as hard. And you, you don't take
1: it. it. It's just, yeah. You just 3.15. Yeah, spot on. So nice. I love it. I love it a lot. Um, and I think if games versus like, you know, skew lists and it just explodes in power. Explodes in power. Um yeah. alright Let's we've got to move on though. We Next do. one up is alloy of disciplines. This is one CP. You just drag them in your command phase, select one paladin unit from your army, select one psychic power from the Sanctic discipline that unit does not know and to replace one of those psychic powers that it does. Uh, yeah is this yeah. Good?
0: so basically paladins are the only unit now in the um apart from librarians that get to pick uh their powers from the sanctic discipline. So I think that's what's meant to make them unique and interesting.
1: Um, Can they cast more than one power base? I think
0: they can cast two now. Um,
1: Good. Praise be. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Um, But, uh, and this allows you to swap out a power um, when you need it. So it's a nice little uh, stratagem. Um, I I really think they missed the mark with paladins in this new book, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just don't think you're going to see the stratagem too often, simply because I don't think you'll see paladins on the table too often, which is a bit sad. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to why when we talk about data sheets in the next uh, in the next entry.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right, last one on this page.
0: Uh, Marshall Prescience Use a stratagem in your in the fight phase when a grand unit that is set to defend is selected as a target of an attack made by an enemy model until the start until the end of the phase. So each time an unmodified save roll of six is made for a model in that unit, after the attacking model's units has finished making its attacks, the attacking model suffers one mortal
1: wound. So, you have to set a defender to activate, yeah, this, so this yeah, but... also
0: uh combos with um a noble mm. death as we spoke of before, yeah, yeah, it doesn't set me on fire though
1: um i can I can tell you it's better than people think it is, yep. but it's the wrong meta right now. well actually it is it's the wrong and the right meta right now for it, so I've got uh vicious uh repost in the
0: black Templars? Yeah, well, in the yeah, black, yeah, yeah.
1: and it's sick, it's so good against things like witches that come in with volume non non super deadly volume stuff i've had like I've had my blade guard just kill ten ten witches when the witches have fought me, I've lost two blade guard and the blade guard through mortal wounds and attacks have killed all ten witches and it's felt amazing. Mm. But the the fact that you have to set to defend in order to activate this makes it less palatable. And then in addition, um the the game is moving away from stuff like that being amazing. Like yeah. you can't use that against Incubite because they just kill you. Um, yes. And, but what I, what I do like about this this doesn't have the caveat on it that the Black Templars one does, where the Black Templars one says you have to pretty it pretty much says you have to slow roll it because as soon as you run out of units to take models and wounds to take the saves on, you can no longer make those rolls. There this might one be something in the
0: rare rules section about it though.
1: Okay, Not so you just blanket for it now. Sure. Um, yeah, that, to that's very might be true. It,
0: but there might be something in the rare rules section about these similar sort of things and mm. I think when the unit dies you stop rolling saves
1: fair totally fair well because it, it, you know, it would be sick to have you know two terminators get charged yeah, by Morty and, and Morty decides to this, sweep yeah like, if someone knows about it ah!
0: posted in the comments or something feel free to because yeah. uh, I would actually like to know the answer myself without having to look it up fair
1: enough next up is Steely Advanced 2CP you just strategy him in your movement phase when a grey knight's infantry unit from your army makes a normal move to the end of the phase the uh, units you know, considered to have remained stationary. So that's pretty much exactly it's a pullout from the the Marines' decks. Yep. Is it? But I feel like it's actually more significant here than the and then in the the other the other army because you have, like in in the Space Marines codex, literally no one takes tacticals with las cannons and plasma cannons and things yep. that are really going to get huge mileage. Some people are starting to take you know drop pod melter, drop pod, um, grav, but usually they're coming with iron hands or or tacticals to sorry or um, ultras and yeah. Way, the ways of getting around it. And I think Does the way make... um, teleport yeah. or
0: arriving from Deep Strike now. I think even if you use a stratagem, you still count as having moves. That's
1: that's true. Yeah. What I'm saying is, a Grey Knight still might want to splash yes. heavy weps when other other Marines don't. Yeah. yeah, and
0: where this is also quite nice is um the fact that um. Uh, strike or power armor guys are going to be a lot more popular than Terminator models. And um, mm-hmm. if you want to rapid fire at full distance with your storm bolters, which is still quite a good gun in the meta at the minute, I feel. Um, they're getting better. Is, they're only, yeah. and they're
1: only going to get better. They're, they've already hit their low point and they're on the way back up now.
0: Yeah. Um. So TCP to rapid fire with a is look, it's pricey, but when you need it, it's quite good.
1: Yeah, look, t- look, 10 Interceptors, Yeah, it's going to be fine for 2 CP when you when it's going to make a big difference for you. Yep. Uh, what's up next?
0: Next is Hexagramic Wards, which is 1 CP. So this stratagem used to be called the Aegis, but as that is now our chapter tactic, uh, it got changed. This also used to be 2 CP. Use a stratagem in your opponent's psychic phase before I deny the witch test is taken for a granite psychic unit uh, from your army. When taking the te- that test, roll one additional with d6 and discard the lowest result. Love it. This is good. One Love CP, it. your opponent casts Warp Time or something of mm-hmm. that ilk, and you just go, "Yep, cool. I'm going to get a good deny off it." Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Death Hex. It's a, a there's so many good applications here, and you've got a plus one yeah. built in. And being it, very look,
0: I used it at two CP sometimes because it was yeah a, enough of a swing to uh, you know win I- a game. And now I, the fact that just one CP
1: is just beautiful. I played a handful of games with, um, with Gra- a Grey Eye Guard Army, and I still used it then. Yeah. Like,
0: the only thing that's sad yeah. is you used to be able to dun- deny with your rhinos. Um,
1: oh, that's you can't true do it anymore. That's true. So, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Next up is Teleportation Shut. Uh, this is 2CP. Use Stratagem in your, I mean, your moving phase when a Grey Knight's Teleporter unit from your army is selected to make a normal move. Instead of making a normal move with that unit, uh, remove it from the battlefield, then set it up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches away from enemy models. It cannot be selected for this Stratagem more than once per battle. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, a 2CP gate. You can double gate if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, this this used to say if a unit has used Teleporter already. Yeah. So does the Teleport still work like a like a shunt?
0: So what do you mean, sorry?
1: So, so a, a teleporter for a Dread Knight used to give it a shunt move, used to let it, let it do a deep shunt. Um,
0: yeah, so, well, uh, at least in 8th edition, uh, I don't think it did. But, um, yeah, no, but essentially but you, can edition, can shunt yeah. A, um, you can now shunt a, a Dread Knight if you've given it a teleporter too.
1: Nice, that's yep. cool.
0: So it's pretty cool. Um, there's an interesting little thing with this one, and someone might actually know the answer to this as well. Because you do this in your movement say, movement phase and not during the reinforcement steps. I think this might be able to ignore OSPEC scan. Um
1: uh, yeah. Well would ignore all the new or spec scans for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so there may be something in the rare rules about this as well. But as far as I can tell at the minute, um, I think because it doesn't happen during the uh, command uh, the, the part which is a reinforcement step. I think step, you can yeah. ignore um uh, or spec scan with it. Um but I would want uh, before I would actually do that in a game. I would try and get confirmation about it. But yeah, this is yeah, prob- two CP yeah. redeploy a dread knight or a interceptor unit. This is just good. Uh,
1: also, I do love that it doesn't say outside engagement range, so you can use this just to pull a unit out of combat. But
0: um, it says when it's going to make a normal move. So oh, of course, fall back, of course, you
1: yeah, absolutely absolutely correct. A yeah. well, good good pickup there, mate. Yeah. Uh, all right, next up. Uh,
0: next is Mister Damos. This is Smokescreen. Um, we've seen it before. Easy done. Yeah.
1: Uh, true silver armor, two CP slash three CP. You just charge them in any phase when a Green Knights core your infantry unit from your army is selected as a target of an attack. To the phase, each time an attack is made against this unit. So this is transhuman, but with a three CP caveat um, for five or more models. So, yeah. uh, sorry, six, six plus. Yeah. Um, one to five is two CP. Um, six or more is three CP. I'm really happy they've got this very happy but i'm not sure they're going to use it that often
0: yeah I, this is not like the transhuman physiology that we have in the space marine book because that's the strategy you're pretty much going to use every turn of the game this is a strategy you're probably going to use maybe once maybe twice a game. well because
1: i feel like you are a msu army now rather than having the one big pally brick to dunk all your yep. stuff on and when you did have that pally brick you're like well every single resource i can do anytime i have one paladin left um, you know, more than I, I should have is just going to be value. Um, as it is right now, like, what are you going to do? Spend two CP for five strikes to not get dunked on? Nah, yeah. no, let them get dunked Look, on.
0: there's going to be times where it's where it's okay. Um, but it's just, yeah, I feel like two CP can be used elsewhere. Most of the time, strikes are costed at an amount that you can lose them and it doesn't feel too bad. Mm. If your opponent is going to be shooting a bunch of dark lancers at you to try and shoot you off in an objective, yep, I'd probably fair. pop it there and be like, yep. well now you have a less of a chance to do it. But mm. yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be doing this um, just willy nilly, just to keep some strikes alive.
1: Yeah. It doesn't seem like, so in in, in Marines, it feels like a bread and butter, like you're going to use it almost every turn. This one, it feels like yeah. once or twice a game, maybe.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and only when it's like pivotal, it's going to, ch- it's going to take you from getting a, like, you know, a, a five on primary to a 10 or a 15. Um, all right. Cybolt so ammo, which I'm quite excited about. Tell us about it.
0: Oh, this was my most abused strategy in the, in the old book. Um, and yeah, it's still not too bad. Um, It's 1 CP or 2 CP. Uh, so if it's on a 5 or less squad, it's 1 CP, and any more than that is 2 CP. Uh, use a strategy in your shooting phase when a Grey Knights uh, unit from your army is selected to shoot until the end of the phase. Each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack with a bolt weapon, an unmodified roll of a 6 automatically wounds the target and improves the arm- armor penetration carries. Characteristic of that attack by one,
1: uh, yes, please. I still think this is very,
0: I great. still think this is fine as it's good now because it always used to be two CP, but now for a five man using it, it's one CP, it's nice. Uh, it interacts with chapter mastery roles.
1: Was, um, yeah, you dude, can use so this to
0: shoot at like paintings
1: or, yeah, I was just painting a picture for myself in my head. You got Drago and you got 10 strikes that you decided to keep together. You, um, you, you know, um chapter master them you gate them in your opponent's face within 12 inches you proc this you proc the uh i'm sorry no you have to run from deep strike to get the plus one to hit because so it's like you could mm. just get get into hitting on twos re-rolling and then just fish the sixes yeah um but you can still three's threes re-rolling fishing sixes is fine yeah um you're still gonna still gonna pay out dividends 40 shots with uh an extra rend with rend one and you know you when we get to when we get to sorry um thing what's it called the one we complain about changing too much. Astral. Yeah. Denying cover. You know, you can get another pseudo rend there. There's yeah, I like this a lot.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just nice. It's it's not the mm. powerhouse stratagem it was with um stacking with tides and stuff like that. Yeah. Um there is another note about this as well. It, um using this on your bolt weapons does not make your bolt weapons counter sigh anymore. Psi. Yeah. So it doesn't um stack with like tide of convergence, which we'll mm. uh, come to later.
1: But, yeah. Well, it's still good. I mean, Necron players uh, everywhere pay one CP for their, their woodagon on sixes. They'd happily pay another CP, I think, for the extra rend as well <laughs> on some weapons. You know, the Reaper's already been whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, I like it a lot. Two CP for – one CP for each of those dot points feels feels right as well. Yeah, it's nice. uh, All right, Zone of Warning is up next. There's also a 1-2 CP strat. Use a strategy in any phase when a greenhouse unit from your army is selected as the target of a ranged attack until the end of the phase whilst – while a unit that contains a model equipped with a nemesis warding stave models in that unit have a five plus invulnerable save terminated models instead of a four plus invulnerable if the unit contains five or fewer it's one otherwise it's two so this is the warding this is the warding staff change and warding staffs used to be i want to say one of the most abusable parts of grey knights one yeah, of the things definitely. you could really really abuse if you if you got going especially on things like the perks um with all their other jank um but is this Eddie? is this worth taking warding staffs now i feel like yeah,
0: look, I think this is probably merit enough to take like, you know, one, one. star yeah. each squad just to, you know, if you need to pop a five up invo. Um like I would rather pop this five up in vulnerable save than I would to spend two CP to trans you, essentially. Yes. Um yep. it just is a little bit more palatable. Um and as we'll see when we come to discussing about the nemesis weapons, nemesis weapons across the board received uh, quite a buff. Um the exception being the the warding staff probably just lost out because it lost its ability to just give a five up and vulnerable save in yeah. close combat. Yeah. Um But um, so and you don't damage or damage profile wise now it's it's not the best option. So mm. I honestly think sometimes I would just skip out on this to take an extra sword. Um, but you know. When you need like it's still worth considering.
1: Yeah, I agree. This is good um, in
0: Terminator squads too, as well, to get a four up info.
1: On a five man Terminator to go from a, a one C P to go from a five plus to a four plus is amazing. Yeah. This um, is And cool. I I do like that when you take this into account with stuff like Sanctuary, you actually do get a, a good density of invulnerable save across your army. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd also love that it says any phase. So if you're being all scanned, yeah, if it you're says, being... It says
0: any cute. phase, but yeah, it's also ranged So But yeah, it does work yeah. against um, um, uh, all-spec scan. It does work against uh, anything that allows you to shoot in the psychic phase, which grown mm-hmm. knights do have. Um, yep. So yeah, it's, it's just nice. I
1: like it a lot. All right, next up is yours.
0: This is my favorite cute stratagem from this uh, thing. This is Psych Out Grenade, 1 CP. Use this stratagem in, in your shooting phase when a Grey Knight Psych Out Grenade's unit is selected to shoot. That unit is not within engagement range of any enemy units. Roll 1D6. On a 2+, plus, the closest enemy Psych unit that is within 6 inches and visible to your unit suffers perils of the War.
1: Oh, I love it. That's so, so good. You're not going <laughs> to
0: use this often, but that one time you use this on a warlock and it just explodes and kills, like, so much yeah. around it. yeah. Oh, actually, you know, I did, there is actually one cool way of using this, which I thought about the other day. Use this on a kill rig to kill it, an orc kill rig, because it's a psyker. Yeah. And that has a massive base.
1: Huge.
0: And it's just going to just...
1: Well, this because this is in the shooting phase, because you, so you could get it, you could just pinch hit that model down to its last couple of like two wounds left, and then two plus bada bada bing bada boom explode for me sir and it could also it's a vehicle so I think it could explode on top of the perils it definitely could Uh, that's hilarious dude
0: that is pretty funny it, that is again, real funny You're not going to use this often But if no. anyone is able to pull that off Can you just take a photo Take a photo Send it to please. me Send it to Adam Give us a total of the amount of mortal wounds it dealt Because uh, yep. this is, this is <laughs> stuff we need to know for scientific purposes
1: It is, yeah, for science <laughs> um, I love that it's called Psych Out Grenade Because I feel like that's the best use for it Is to just tell your opponent about it yeah. And psych them <laughs> out with yeah, it tell him, It's, like, oh, it's amazing Do, this. Yeah. Oh, do you, oh, <laughs> you want to come that close? Are you sure? I can just uh. make
0: you peril the I'm just letting you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just happens. Uh,
0: All yeah, right, cool. Uh, last one.
1: Last one. Frag assault launches one CP. You just strategy them to start your charge phase. Select one Grey Knights assault launches unit from your army and one enemy unit, excluding a vehicle or monsters within nine of that unit. The enemy unit can either brace or dock for cover. This is exactly the same as the one in the the yeah, uh, it's Marines exactly book. The same. They can they can ch- they get the choice. The unit you're charging gets the choice to either um, take D three models. Or the other to turn, subtract one from the attack characteristic of moles in that unit, and they can't Overwatch or set to defend. Look, it's bad. <laughs> just putting it yeah. out there. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried taking uh, assault sense. Well, one, two, three assault sense. One with um, assault launchers, and two with the other two with hurricanes. Um, just to see if this ever came up, and in like six games, it never once came up as relevant.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I can't even take salt sense if i'm doing this i'm taking a land raider for it You're taking so. a land
1: raider i was about to say because um, you can't even take an ironclad an ironclad can take them you can't even take those can nah,
0: you no we can't take those either so yeah look i don't think we're in the land raider meta yet um
1: no nah, not quite it's well, our time is not yet it's no. gonna
0: come it's gonna it, it it, is it's coming. gotta it's gotta um soon land raiders are gonna be a hundred points and um
1: Mate, well, Black Templars Flaskoders is going to come out, and for some reason, they're just going to double the amount of shots coming out of the Crusader and, like, triple its transfer capacity. And you're going to have your whole army in in and on um, <laughs> Land Raider Crusader. Be
0: you're going to be able to put Land Raiders inside of Land Raiders.
1: Land- inside yeah. of Land Raider. your dog. <laughs> um, but, um, dude, i got to I got to tell you, um, that first page of stratagems plus um, the need to know in the game. All right, so I've just kind of... so. The two books I reviewed before this one, the T Sun's book and the Orc's book. The T Sun's strats, I think, are legit. They're fine. They're they're a pass for the strats in ninth edition so far. The Orc was, yeah, the Orc book was a little bit on the weaker side um, and has some lacking. But dude, I gotta say, GKs maybe, maybe Dark Elder and Admech have equal. But these guys have this is this is like the best strat package out there. This is one of the best. This is absolutely up there with
0: them. Yeah, this is a nice one. Uh, I I don't know if I'd say it's Admech and Drakari level. Um, or at least uh, Admech level. Uh, Admech has mm. some really yeah powerful yeah maybe strategies. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> But I definitely think there is a a solid foundation of stratagems here. Mm. Um, the, where it's going to be tricky is that you have to balance out that a lot of these are two command points and aren't spam.
1: Well, so, I was I was about to say that's one of the bonuses, man. Um, I don't don't want to go contradicting okay. you, but if you just take that first page, if you took that first page of strats, dropped off Final Justice and whatever, and added added onto that page, need the need to know that strat. That one page is enough to get you through games.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah,
1: that one page is enough to get you through games happily using your strats. I think they've got. Well, you're right. You're right. Apart from the need to know, they are, the all the one CP strats are just like here or there. You know, a little, a little bit on top, a little bit you like the um psychic channeling yeah. cast on three six yeah mm. um steel hearts pretty good as well oh, no, and i sorry it was a bad one um death from the warp is fine that's good psychic yeah. onslaught's fine powerful adept is fine um sanctified kill zone is kind of sick on, on perks. um that look i but i just i just keep coming back to that need to know strat that thing is so Need to know is
0: very powerful yeah um I, I definitely uh i've played two games of Green knights and I, I haven't used it yet um, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I've been more focusing on what the army does rather than, um, making sure my secondaries are, you know, premium. Mm. Um, but I can tell you that once I have this army, uh, back to the same level of mastery I had it, uh, in the previous set of rules, yep. uh, and trust my word that that, that will be happening. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, that's when that stratagem is going to be one of my focuses, and I'm going to be experimenting it in nearly every game I play. Um, even mm-hmm. if I don't use it uh, to the best ability, I just want to work out all the little kings for it because uh, it's well, very powerful.
1: Is it? So I look at I I put that straight up there with some of the mono faction bonuses people get. Yeah, like that rule, that one CP strat. So I compare that to Necron. What Necrons get for just being Necrons, yeah? What are they called? The the cards they flip over. Oh, oh, what are they called?
0: have never heard of them. Um, the, the oh. ne- no, not Dynastic codes.
1: Um, yeah, you might be. No, co- Dynastic co- codes the, is their the yeah, chapter yeah, traits. Chapter yeah, yeah. No, but so you you look at that as a mono and yeah protocols. Their protocols. I put their protocols up against that one piece one CP strat, and in the context of actually playing a competitive game, that one C one CP strat. Dunks on that, like absolutely, two hands breaks the rim, dunks yes, on it.
0: It's very that good. is
1: so powerful in the hands of a of a of a savvy general. Like, good god, yeah, yeah, it's um, very good, dude. So that's that's actually going to bring us to the end of this. Have you got any closing thoughts? Anything that we didn't talk about that we covered that you want to go back to or revisit or highlight for people?
0: Ah, uh, good question. Um, no, I think we've done a pretty good um uh, covering of uh, the things that we want to chat about for the time being. Um, obviously, uh, I employ you to listen to the part two. So um, of, of both uh, this episode and also just part two of the the next oh, part of coverage, because of just uh,
1: love it when just love it when the guests do my job yeah, for me. Yeah, that's Continue. I'm also
0: a Patreon of the da- Art of War Down Under, and I can tell you that the part twos is where it's at. Part one's, you know, it's good. You know, it gets you gets you excited, but the part two, oh, it's spicy it's where the real nitty-gritty is so uh if you haven't jumped on board already i do highly recommend it um even for uh uh i'm not going to blow my own my own horn too much but players of uh, caliber such as myself i still get a lot out of it um uh god that really sounded really uh too cocky i don't like
1: that. too bad leave it in leave <laughs> it in. I'm, in fact i'm going to turn the volume up on that statement like by 20 percent seamus make it so no it's fine um, but dude you're absolutely right thank you and thank you so much for plugging it like it uh, Stu has been good enough to be one of my most long, longest standing patrons, and so happy that I was able to get him on for this for this episode. Because uh, yeah, you're really a gent I look up to for for Grey Knights. Um, so, but dude, like, oh, so far I I don't see anything in this book to get down about.
0: Like, yeah, it's it, the big thing is it it's always with change. There's always it's going to make you feel sad for the things that you have lost, but mm. Grey Knights have gained a lot of things in this book. And actually, after playing a couple of games, I actually don't think the core play style has changed too much game to game. Yeah, it's just the ways you go about doing damage, and a few different things have have changed. Mm. But yeah. Have you?
1: Have you? How, how pivotal have you found the next the extra wound?
0: Um, it's just look, it's just nice to know that I'm not going to get killed by random bolters anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But like at the same time, I'm still. Th- throwing my strike teams out and expecting them to die. I still kind of use them a little bit um, as sometimes as trade pieces. Um, I think you, mm-hmm. at, at least in this state of the matter at the minute, you need to accept that you have to be at least, at least able to play the trade game for like two turns. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Then when I can set up for an advantageous position where I can just
1: Well yeah. Well, what you so this is all this is all part two stuff. But what you said there, it's I've found that I'm able to force my opponent to engage in a trade war for a couple of turns of a game. Yeah. If they're if they if they're as good as me and their army is as good as mine, I can try and force it on like one quarter or two or a half of the board, I can force a trade water to, to kind of start happening, but it's hard to maintain. Like it's really hard to maintain. And so what you just said there is absolutely spot on. But anyway, dude, we're gonna wrap this one up. Um I don't want to give away too much more. Um uh, because I will actually want to break down what you just said there yeah, um, sure. in a little bit more detail. Um but for anybody who wants to jump over to uh Art of War the Art of War 40k or to um Art of War down under on Patreon sign up and you can hear me and my good man Vandalexia uh, wax lyrical man for absolutely best username certainly did not make that username when you were 13 and i just stuck nah, with your nah, never, never, stubbornness I'm still 13 um, man what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to go we're going to do another hour or so just talking about how to build a competitive Grey Knights army where where do you go to where do you start from what are they looking like at the moment where do they fall short where do they excel etc etc come over and join us if you are so so pleased we've got a couple of list of questions as well and we're going to wrap up with those but yeah hopefully I'll see you there guys take care Stu thank you for very much my man appreciate you and your time and yeah have a great night
0: see you everyone thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under a content review podcast for Warhammer 40k